Hey guys, show just finished and it was a good one. Chalk full info. We had some funny stories. I taught Faz a lesson about his, I don't know, would you call it your hate for other? No, no, disdain. Disdain? I'm looking for the right word where you like look down upon people. Yeah, scorn? Scorn? Scorn's right in the neighborhood. So you just scorn. Who do you scorn? Find out. He did it publicly. And, well, it's been corrected. Remember in The Shining, it goes, your children, they need correcting. <laughs> what do we got going on pick-wise? And let me tell you, the college guys have been, where'd you guys go, 6-2 and two last week? 6-2. and two. That pod's up right now, every week, and they're winning on the year. What, what, what's the record in the year? Like almost 60%? Four games over. 56%, and let's be honest, it has. it's been... I kind of like guys that can start a little slow, a little sluggish, and still win. <laughs> because then the figure, it's only going to get better, right? Yeah. So we uh, now what else we discovered was, because let's just say this. I've never seen AJ with a spreadsheet before. <laughs> he had a spreadsheet with my picks and his picks. And it's kind of interesting because you would think the guy comes in, chest out ready <laughs> that's the, not what happened the spreadsheet and then it's like well hey you want to bet from here no god no god no and then i said would you want to bet from even with the deficit i'm in he's like no 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 fed you think about that you're better at this than me that's the all on the nfl side yeah, you didn't all. ask me about that bet did you <laughs> No. RJ, I'm, I'm, rec- I'm rehabbing from knee surgery, would, uh, so you've got an advantage. Do, would you want to fight me right now? No. Exactly. But if, if, <laughs> if I'm the professional MMA fighter and you're the k- kind of bookish fellow, then, then that's not good for you in this analogy. But, Fez, let me say this. You used to watch wrestling. Of course. You know how there was like Roddy Piper? He was the type that he had to cheat every turn because he was like six foot one. Hogan was six eight. They couldn't act like they were really – it had to be something to just get Piper a chance. Yeah. Well, it's not like that with me, with you, but it is like that where I've got to find every edge, take advantage of it, and then I can win, as history has said. But anytime I don't have all those, I'm in trouble. Like, you got veto. There's a wonder you are the guy when it comes to NFL picks. But Yet somehow you f- keep managing to be on top. Exactly. Because your manager, Scott Seidenberg, comes it, out like the brass knuckles and hits it, me it, in the head if, in case you get in trouble. As Ken, and I'll distract the ref, too. As Ken Patera once said, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, yeah, I want to win. I want to, yeah. Okay. Speaking of winning, you can get your picks cheaper and we're talking about the late telephone stuff. Fez is, again, I call it that, all access. Fez, listen, when his network is humming, he always treats me with respect. He knows I sign a big check. When I text him like a Sunday morning, it's like I'm like the, the stepbrother that's trying to stay at the house the third time in a month. You know, or like it's the third time I need picked up in jail for drunk driving. It's like that's how he treats me. How do you treat an average person though, on Saturday or Sunday morning? Ask Ken Thompson. <laughs> I mean, you lose relationships over it. He's so busy. Pretty much. And you know what? Sorry, Ken. <laughs> you, <laughs> Sorry, Ken. Yeah. Well, when you do your amends GA one day, you can do that. But, here, <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> but here, I, I want to make amends. I'm not, you know. But here's the thing. <laughs> you can have those same exact picks. That's the thing. You can be on the side of the evil dude who only cares about money. Or you can be against them. 
Because you know what? If you bet without Fez's picks, you don't know when you're betting against him. Every time you make a bet in the NFL, you should, there should be a voice in the back of your head that says, I could be against Fez on this. And then another voice says, and you don't need to be. You know why? Because of bulk dollars. AJ, tell them about bulk dollars. Bulk dollars are basically, they spend like cash at pregame.com. So and you're saying if you buy them, it's like you got cash there. Exactly. It's a currency that can spend any way you want. but And like cash. It has to be an advantage, though. Or why, would I, why wouldn't I just want cash? Well, because we're going to sell you bulk dollars. You get bonus dollars. Bonus. So, and they never expire ever, ever. Imagine if McDonald's had bulk dollars and you walk up and you hand them a $10 bill and they hand you $50 in McDonald's gift certificates. But That's ten, what bulk but, dollars are. But there's are. no way we're giving five times as many bulk dollars. I think we are. I, I got the email. It's an introductory offer, though, is my understanding. It's nope. for everyone. For everybody. Everyone, but you can only do it once. That that's true. That is true. And we only offer this like a couple, like three, four times Very a year. Rare. Existing customers get the deal. New customers get the deal. Everyone, it's like everyone from AT and T, gets the deal. <laughs> if you're a felon, you get the. If you're in prison now, <laughs> you get the deal. You get the deal because you know what? We don't judge unless you're all. in prison in Florida. I think there is something about that. If you're a pedophile. And we don't know it, you get the deal. Pedophiles but in Florida we that we're it, aware of are ineligible for the deal. Yeah, that's it. And, well, Fez would say people from West Virginia, I'm not going to say that because that's Fez. So let's just say this. If you, no, Billy Jim does not get the deal. <laughs> you know what's funny? He, you think he'd be chagrined that he was like maligning an entire state. Instead, he just he almost says, "Well, look, they know me. The gig is up. I might as well just, or the jig is up. I might as well just tell the truth now." Now he's starting to rattle off more kind of. Yeah, he knows West Virginia doesn't have many electoral votes, so he's just he's he's burning that state. <laughs> you know what's funny? That was Trump's best state. I don't know what the connections are, but I'm going to tell you this. I said it on the pod. I grew up where I could see West Virginia from my back porch. Spitting distance. It was spitting distance. And you know what? I respect the people in West Virginia. I will say this. When Mary was driving across country coming back after law school, she was driving through West Virginia. She knew I knew West Virginia. We had met recently. She called and goes, I don't know what's happening. I see a guy with overhauls and no shirt underneath. What is this? Now, she's from Montana. So it's not like, oh, she's from New York City. Yeah. Yeah. West Virginia is tough. If you ever want to see something about West Virginia... And I swear this is great. It's called The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. I heard about it. It yeah. is the craziest thing you're ever going to see. And Pittsburgh's not that far, so, mm-hmm. you know, the Vaccaro and those guys know what we're saying. Okay, bulk dollars. Do you need a coupon code? No. Nope. You just go there. Now, if you are a pedophile, we're going to ask you not to. All right? But otherwise, free reign. I mean, even, yeah, I don't, I think a murderer, listen, if you're doing your time, we, you're supposed to, like, it'd be cruel and unusual punishment, actually, if you say you can't have bulk dollars. <laughs> right. And so if you, you know. But we will not take cigarettes as trade for bulk dollars. It has to be real money, currency. But only 10, and then you get 50. Yeah. And then after that, if you, you might think, what's 50 going to do? Well, it's going to get you two best bets, two games of the year type bets. But after, we have all kind of good deals, double your money, whatever it is. Why? Because if you make a commitment to us, we'll make a commitment to you. On to the show. Hey guys, one quick thing. Just wanted to let you know, RJ forgot to do it because we were too busy telling you guys about bulk dollars. The team is Cleveland. Week five, NFL. Another winning week on the Super Contest. 
And I got the wise guy roundtable filled up to my right, A.J. Hoffman, who is 11 and 6. 11 and 6 on the season, right here live for free. To his right, Steve Fezzik, two time Super Contest champion, only guy ever to do that. Living or dead, 12 and 6 for Steve. 12 winners, six losers. To his right, Scott Seidenberg. Now, you think Seidenberg, that's a weird name. Well, just think if he bet. Why it is. <laughs> just think he's a guy that doesn't bet a lot of totals. He bets side. Where would he be from? Seidenberg. I mean, your future was preordained. Yeah. That's, that's not like a stage name. We know that much. It's, it's absolutely not. And then I'm R.J. Bell. Oh, by the way, Scott, 13-3-1. Hi, man. I'm R.J. Bell, 6-12. and 12. Oh. Now... Here's what I'm going to do, because I saw this today and I didn't like it. One, I'm going to change around some my routine a little bit more before this part. Number two, I want to challenge you guys. I like, what's the name of that place at the D? Andiamos. Uh, Andiamos. What kind of name is that? Andiamos. Yeah, I've never heard someone say Andiamos. I mean, yeah, you know what's funny? They do, but they don't really pronounce it like, it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, I can see it. But it'd be like, on Diamio. But I'm not even thinking about Dion. So I love that place, though. Downtown I always order off gym. menu there, too. It, Tom, you know about that. Oh, yeah. Tom's here. What do you observing. get? Oh, I, well, I get the, um, I pronounce things a little funny sometimes. I don't know if you know, but the Chiapino, it's a, like a seafood red sauce. But he, they make it fresh when you order it. Chiapino. No. That's no. what Google says. Oh, is that Chiapino? Chiapino. Huh. Well, Google is, yeah, maybe. Mm. But, and then I get the bone-in filet. Chipino. Oh, Chipino. Yeah, exactly. The, That's what says, I said, Chipino. It says N-O-W, but then the, the, the yeah, fake lady the computer, says the computer, The computer's wrong, yeah. Chipino. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the bone-in filet, and that does me pretty good, typically. Now, what is Chipino? It's like a seafood medley, you know, with like scallops, and, you know, some calamars in there. Clams. And it's got a red sauce. So it's like a seafood fra diavolo. Yes. But better. Okay. <laughs> For the classier people. It is better. I think it's because the sauce is not as thick. Exactly. It's watery sauce. Yeah. And it's always chock full. In my restaurant, we call it seafood fra diavolo. You okay. You can get it in uh, spicy marinara or white wine sauce. Did you, now, you, you worked at Stabaro, right? <laughs> what, am I, what am I, E from Entourage? <laughs> that's pretty much that what was it was. The way, you said, the way you said my restaurant that's, me But that's yeah. pretty much who I was. I was E. Uh, Tom, what was, was, the, Adrian's. That's what what was the joke about? Was it the wine or something? What was the thing she'd remember you for? Oh, my God. This is a 30-second story. Tom is... Uh, I don't think hillbilly is the right word, but it's cl- what's close to a hillbilly? West Virginia. <laughs> well, Wait, yeah, 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 just chill, chill, chill. I thought that was like one of those questions. It's like a, like an alley oop. It's like with the yeah. obvious it's answer so to funny. slam a, home. A guy from Dayton, Ohio, <laughs> yeah, just alienated yeah. the whole population yeah. of the country. Listen, I grew up. I could see West Virginia from my back porch. Hmm. That's true. Yes. If the back porch was like three stories high. You know, that is weird. The Ohio River is like 75 yards from my house. 
I probably was down on that river maybe 10 times in my life, like, like messing around. Hmm. I, we never were down there. Can you not swim in that river? No, God, no. It's, the river catches on fire. Oh. It's Cuyahoga. <laughs> All right. It's, it's like the three rivers state. Okay. Yeah. All right, right there. Anyway, he feels insecure that he he came to Vegas for how long? Like 10 years, right? Close. And he was living it up out here. He, he actually dated Rick Rude's niece. Ravishing like, Rick Rude? Yeah, Ravishing yeah. Rick Rude. That's awesome. Now think about that. Does she have good abs? Yes. Yeah. For Tom, for sure. Okay, so then he says, "No, I got to go. I got to go back home to a fourth that you know." Uh, and let's just say this: for a while, he fought being a hillbilly. Hmm. He's he's accepted it at this point, but at one point he comes out and goes, "I'm getting some calf salve. I'm getting some calf salve," and it's like what? And apparently that's a short for what? Bernie Savignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. Caps have. So the waitress comes up. This is at you know, the place at the D and says, uh, you guys want drinks? She, he goes, I'll take a Caps have. <laughs> they go, what? The lady was like 55 or 60 mm. years old. She goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, Caps have. Like that. <laughs> and she goes. They ask for ice in it too? <laughs> and, and then here's what was interesting. I said, ma'am, how long have you been a waitress? She goes, 35 years. Mm. Have you ever heard someone say, caps app? She goes, no. <laughs> so then, is that is that true or not? Yes. Okay. Then about nine months went by. We went back there. He came back to town. We went back there. We got the same lady. <laughs> I go, I'll bet you. What would we bet? Like 100 bucks or something? Yeah, no. Is we he's about like a hundred bucks to say she will remember mm. you. Yeah. No shit. She walks up, and goes capsack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were so you made such an impression. Yes. Did you ever say that word again, capsack? Yeah, yeah. You know, like most, unless you're at like literally a a wine tasting place, you could just say cabernet, and that covers it. People, people, no imply capsack. That's cooler, see? It's not cooler. I thought there were different types of cabs. There are, but like Cabernet Franc is like the, it, it's a parent grape. What are you, a sommelier? Yeah. <laughs> I worked at an Italian restaurant at, a, at one point. Sabaro? <laughs> yeah, Sabaro. Boy, Chef Boyardee's better than that garbage. <laughs> That's a pretty good story, though, isn't that it? Is Let's funny. be honest. Let's get to the action. Oh, well, anyway, here's what we're going to do. Even though I'm down all these games, I'm going to challenge you. The low man at the end of the year will pay for a dinner. With lots of cab sabs. Well, perhaps. But I'm not sure about the wine. No, in fact, I, no, no, no. It will be all the food and one drink for everyone if they want to drink. If you're going to drink three bottles of wine, go at it. I'm not paying for that because I'm a huge underdog here. But you know what? I'm not. That's interesting, AJ. If I said I wanted to bet... $10,000. I wouldn't do it. At the current number. I wouldn't do it. Now, that is fear. I L- like listen, that. I remember last year when the yeah. first half of the season we stunk, and you said, I don't lose. I'm and, saying, I was saying I'm not going to lose. And yeah, and you fought, you yeah, fought us like all the way 10 back. 10 games ahead. Yeah, so I, I'm That's not. What I'm going to do here. I've noticed your research has picked up markedly the last three weeks. The first couple weeks was kind of like a transition. Uh, it is. Well, because, Am I right? You're doing the radio show every day. And well, now, you know what it was, too, is is Mackenzie had some really good... And our record, now my record, I wasn't following all of it 
to the letter because I try to give like my opinions on here. And again, I got to integrate all the other things I'm doing. But we had some good stuff about a new coaches, new offensive yeah. line. And again, we have had one losing week and we are now 60% in the Super Contest. I can't do better than that. And if that segues is something, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to go through our best bets. Then me and Fez are going to have a, a pretty heated debate, I think. Because I'm going to have to correct him on Twitter, and he's not going to like it. Mm. So it's going to make me very unpopular, whether I'm right or wrong. <laughs> but that's your style. Yeah. So, I, and I'm going to somehow look popular. You know, we often said, that, "How bad do I have to be that Fez ended up being the underdog hero <laughs> in the story?" <laughs> but here we are. So let's start with our picks. Then we have a quick little sojourn into whipping you in a debate. Then we're back to finish the picks and having a great year. By the way. Scott's 4-0 on his best bets, 4-0, and we have a crossfire on our best bet. It's my best bet going the other way, and I, so we automatically have a big bet on it. I might want to up it if you have the guts. Steve Fezzik, 12-6, best bet. Best bet, Cleveland Browns plus 2.5 against Herbert and the Chargers. I don't get this line. Okay, so by the way, I am... Nothing on this. I was going to make this a pick. I didn't. I apologize. Go ahead. Yes, you're going to play it at plus three. Then there's three. a trend that we want to talk came, about. Yeah. yeah, and there's a trend that came down to two and a half. Bottom line is, I look at my power ratings. I make this a pick. I make it zero. I give Cleveland two for home field. I agree. I, I don't see where the love is coming. This is easy. The Chargers, just a little bit better than an average team. I don't think I'm on an most people, But most people are going to hear that and think it's wrong. Mm, that, maybe like, I am where, on where an do island. you have the char- like are the Chargers an average team? AJ? I think the Chargers are slightly above average. That's it. That's it. How could they with Herbs? With all the injuries, that's what I mean. Exactly. So, so how many points with the guys coming back? If they were healthy, where anyone that's not on like a six week list, if you're on a list, you're on a list. Is there any? Is there anything? Is there any? Um, how much would you upgrade them if the healthy players or, or the semi healthy players came back? Two and a half. Two and a half. That's a lot. Bring back Bosa. Who, who's all out? Bosa. But I mean, well, Bosa's on a six-week list. Slater. Slater's out for the year. Keenan Allen. I'm saying if all these guys came no, back. No, no, no. I'm saying the guys that could. How good can this team get this year? Uh, point and a half better. Okay. So you think they're about a two-point better than an average? Yeah. All right. Okay. Continue. Cleveland. Hey, I got them as rated as below average. A lot of people think they're an average team. I got them one point worse than average. That, that There's only two points separating these two teams. Eighth, eighth in EPA for the offense. So, I mean, like, and that's with a backup quarterback. Yeah, so, I mean, why are we throwing Cleveland under the bus here? And so, okay, well, maybe it's a bad situational spot for Cleveland. No, it's a good spot. Cleveland's the team off the loss. The Chargers are the team off the win. And the Chargers had to travel to Houston, back to L.A., and now they got to go to Cleveland. Bad travel spot on top of it. I think the Browns win the game, and I'm catching two and a half. All right, let me play devil's advocate. The Cleveland defense is worse than expected, 24th in EPA. Also getting healthier this week, though. They've been without Clowney. They, they were without Garrett one last game, week. One game, one Well, they were without Clowney for multiple Clowney games. hardly ever plays, ever. I mean, That's they, not true. Clowney misses a lot of games since he's been a, left Houston. Okay. I mean, were we going to go back when he was 21 years old? <laughs> I mean, he, let's just say over under for the the year this year was what? Maybe, maybe 11 and a half. Okay. I mean, maybe, right? I'll take under. Yeah. So, but that way, but here's the thing I heard yesterday that struck me. Uh, their cornerback Ward, they paid him shutdown money. He's not playing well at all. 
McKenzie get his PFF on it and against non-passing teams that hasn't bothered them, you know, that, that aren't great passers, mm. but maybe against this team not having your, your you know, him playing poorly, I guess, is more meaningful. What do you think? I think that's a significant factor. So that's And what about the strength of schedule? Cuz let's be honest, I mean Cleveland started with Carolina, the Jets, Steelers, Atlanta. Cupcake City. I mean, Pittsburgh, all these were were lined under eight and a half. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, the Chargers have played Kansas City, and they they played, you know, subpar competition. It's better, but well, it's, it's average. Buffalo. Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. The Chargers played. I mean, this is crazy what you're saying. The char- I got it right here. The Chargers played um, the Raiders, Kansas City, Jacksonville, and Houston. Yeah. Like Houston's mm-hmm. easy. KC's a top three team. Yep. Las Vegas canceled. is a top 12 or 13 team. Got him 13th. And Jacksonville's, you know, above average at this point. 15th. Exactly. S- slightly above yeah. average. So you have three above average teams, one of the top three teams in the slightly league. Slightly above average. That's probably like the eighth or ninth best uh, strength of schedule. Certainly not a cupcake schedule. Go to PFF and look at the strength of schedule. I'll, I'll predict 11th. Directionally, we're in the same point. Yeah, it's, a, it's an above average schedule, but not by much. Actually, I'll, I'll predict 12th. All right, and then we'll see what the schedule is. Yeah, But I, I do think Cleveland's a little deceiving, potentially. I mean, do you believe in Jacoby Brissett is the question. I think he's a capable quarterback. And no, I mean, in terms of, you know, any, like, long-term, could he lead him into the playoffs? But um, where do I have him? Let's well, see. I mean, is the playoffs really that a bridge too far? Because if you don't make the playoffs, if you couldn't bring him to the playoffs, I mean, isn't that the level that they are thinking about? I mean, isn't that kind of what the Browns are supposed to be, to be – I, I guess that's the question. Let's say they miss the playoffs and they're like the ninth team in the AFC with Brissett. What's the line in this game? Because you're saying, hey, that's about what the Chargers are. Yeah, exactly. So why don't you think Cleveland? Should, why don't you think Cleveland should be like a two and a half point, two point favorite? Why? Well, I, I I do have Brissett rated minus two and a half, and that puts him the tw- with Davis Mills, 29th best quarterback. So I mean, they're compromised. He's he's barely an NFL starter. Where's Cleveland at? What's your power rating say right now? I've got Cleveland, my 17th team, uh-huh. one point worse than average. And you got the Chargers? And I got the Chargers, my 10th best team, one point better than average. All right. Now, let me address something. I, my, my power ratings don't sum to zero. I got to bump every, I got to normalize them all up a bit because with injuries and the like, what happens is all the teams have a downward drift because they're more likely to get injured and then they become worse teams. So I'm going to put. I don't think you should bring it up. I think mm. the thing is, when the season starts, What's an average team? And then uh, as time passes, if teams all get lim- – I mean, if somehow a bunch of planes went down and the whole league got reshuffled, yeah. But otherwise, it's kind of – it's just like in the beginning well, of the year. that's a good point. They're that, tighter, right? Yeah, so 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 the uh, the average power rating of a team is going to be below average. Like a minus one will become an average team by like week seven. Yeah, and plus it's skewed sometimes if you have a team that's like a plus 14 or whatever, it's naturally going to make it where – like sometimes like this year, for example – it feels like there's a really big middle, and then it there's a, a big middle. There's three good teams. That's it. And then there's a cluster of bad teams, but aren't really bad. I mean, every week I ask who's the worst team, right? And it's like Jets were discussed. They they got two wins. Jets, Bears, Houston. Bears got two wins. I mean, Giants would have been in the the bottom of that tier, and they're three and one. 
Houston's had some competitive games. I mean, it's like I, there's no one that you would say like is horrible. I got ten teams within three points of the bottom. Yeah. Any one of them could suddenly, you know, blink, and the Giants. Well, if any of them lost their quarterback, they'd be the Giants worst, or right? Detroit suddenly become, you know, they could become the worst team. Exactly. All right. So, but still, even by your numbers, it seems like Cleveland should be fate. Or I'm sorry, it should be a pick em. It, by the number. But yeah, you're going through one. Oh, I guess it's one to one. It's not one. Okay. Yeah, minus one to play. But boy, I thought you said Chargers. You had to squint to make them into a, an average team. How are you going? No, no, I've got them one point above average. All right. Yeah. Any strong opinions on this one? Uh, I saw one thing I've seen that makes me worry about. And you got the strength of schedule? I, I, I'm having trouble finding it, actually. But No way. Yeah, shocker. No way. Uh, one thing I, I had on this was the, the Chargers have outscored opponents 61-33 to 33 in the first half of games this year. And the Browns, a team who's probably built like a front runner, like because the, the Browns want to run the ball. Mm-hmm. So it might be t- if the Browns get down early, mm. it could be a hard time. Hmm. See, we don't. I don't like when it's everyone says bet this in game, but maybe this is one where you watch the first quarter because it's going to be hard to think the Browns are going to get out fourteen. Not you know they might get a lead, but I I think AJ's got a point. I think I'd want this Browns team either tied or with a lead. Yeah, if the Browns can just hand it off to Chubb up seven, you know they could just pull away. But if they get if the Chargers get down fourteen. I guess there's still hope, but if the Browns get down 14, you're drawn. And if Chargers start fast, there might be something there. Yes. All right. Denzel Ward, by the way, his PFF grade, 44. 70 is a starter. 44. Is that even... The, I guess he took that contract. Do you make the contract with the 44 and no. you go to the practice squad? He took, he, he took that contract seriously. <laughs> Mackenzie, can you look at the strength of schedule here? Yeah, Chargers had the 12th year-to-date hardest schedule so far. Okay. And, and what do we have for Cleveland? Third easiest. All right. Okay. By the way, kudos to the NFL. Did you I thought you were going to say to me, correcting you by saying that they have a bad schedule too, but go ahead. Well, I did get the 12th. <laughs> uh, 50-50. Um, the NFL did a brilliant job here because what they did is they scheduled a lot of the good teams against other good teams mm-hmm. and a lot of the bad teams uh-huh. against the other bad teams. And they even took Cleveland where they said that's a good team. But they're going to be bad to start the year, so we're going to give them four bad teams to start. And where are they going at? Parody. After uh, getting everyone not, to start, it's, it's not parody. Not parody. I, I think it's about keeping teams in, keeping teams of relevant. Right? Yeah, keeping their fans engaged. Yeah, keeping right. them relevant. It's no, that's you're right. It's not parody records. They're all going to play in the, in the long run. It's going to be perceived competitive that, in the yeah competitive yeah. records of all the teams to keep all the fan bases hopeful. I mean, look at the Giants. Look at how much happier the Giants one, are. Yeah, and you can't say statistically. I mean, let's look at the worst teams real quick here coming into the year, right? And we can look at their schedule. So the Jets. Baltimore, that's a tough game. Cleveland, you could perceive that tough. Cincy, Pittsburgh, they certainly didn't do it for the Jets. That's true. I mean, all right. So uh, I'm moving on. Seattle, Denver, that, that made sense why they wanted that game. San Fran, it's tough. Uh, Atlanta, no. Detroit, no, typically. So I'd say that's a, a toss-up. Um, Tampa, Washington wouldn't cut. Let's keep going. Atlanta? Uh, I'd say Atlanta, New Orleans, L.A. Rams, Seattle, Cleveland. That's not easy at all. Mm, it's mid-y. No, no, no. It's not easy. What, what is Atlanta's schedule so far? They have the easiest schedule so far. That's not possible. Well, the Rams are good, but well, New Orleans. Their opponents are 21 and 31. That, no, no, no. I'm saying that's, no, but oh, that, that's what you're going by is the opponent's record? That's not the way to New do Orleans that. was an average team perceived to be. The Rams were a well, good first team. First of all, whoa, 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 whoa. what was their win total? Like 9.2, wasn't it? No, eight and a half. What? New Orleans opened seven and a half. They close eight point seven. 
Okay, so above average team. Well, it goes back to do I grade it on the very last day before the kickoff? Or the... Well, yeah, because this gets sharper and sharper. This is what's getting sharper well, and sharper. But schedule... there's no late. Here's the difference, though. When we talk about grading the games, it's a late move that is not really representative. The, the New, Orleans went, New Orleans went up the whole time. I guess my point is when these schedule makers made the schedule, they thought New Orleans wasn't very good, though. That was, that was uh, I, the idea. I, average at best. And the defending Super Bowl champions. The Rams are good. All right. And. The idea of, of Cleveland, which they didn't know that what, what the situation would be with Watson. Cleveland was what the eighth best team. I think we all expect Cleveland the first four games to miss Watson. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I don't know. And Seattle well, pretty average, a little bit, below. but but it's certainly not the worst. Yeah. Well, it's hard because you, because you, if you have the worst place team, you can't schedule them in division because they can't play themselves. So there's a bias towards it being a little bit better. It can't this Atlanta is not the worst schedule? It can't yeah. be the it worst schedule. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, okay. So, but I I don't think it's really that extreme either way. Chicago, San Fran, Green Bay, Houston Giants. That's a tough schedule. What about Houston? And continuing on, uh, Detroit had Philly, Washington. Minnesota, Seattle. You know, it looks like you're right. It looks like the bottom teams are not taken care of, but the t- maybe the t- it's the top teams that had the more difficult schedules. Yeah, but then, but but I would agree. More I mean, I would that. agree with the Giants. I mean, if you look at the Giants, I don't think we went over that one. The Tennessee. Uh, I mean, they were number one last. You know, Carolina, Dallas. Yeah, they didn't know that he'd be hurt. Yeah, I think this is bullshit. Now that I think because I thought <laughs> the, the same thing. I agree. The bottom teams are not holding water. The bottom teams look to have average schedules. So they, but I think I, we didn't look at the top teams, but the bottom teams don't. This is not holding water. I think week one, they mm. did because I mean, if you actually look one more time at week one. And again, I don't think, I mean, Atlanta maybe was considered really, I mean, I know they were. No, San Fran. Why? You know, this is funny. This whole thing is just bull. Uh, Detroit, Green Bay. Yeah, this is, uh, inter- or Jacksonville, but we didn't think they'd be. I guess I just looked like a Buffalo no, and no, Kansas City. No, no, I, I've heard other people say this, and I agreed. I thought, yeah. boy, it does seem like we got like Chicago and the Giants are both good records. Like, how could that be? Yeah. yeah. You know, all right. Any closing thoughts on this one? So I, I generally agree with you, but there's one trend, Faz. You got to tell me how you're going to handle this. Yes. All right. And what this trend is is teams from the West Coast, so Pacific time zone, traveling east. It's not a night game, which are good in night games too, but this is separate, and it happens early in the year, right? Because teams aren't tired yet. They have an amazing record. It's like when you with a couple more filters, it's twenty five, like in four. Which this is contradictory to what people historically have felt is that those teams that are on the West Coast that travel east, especially playing that one o'clock Eastern mm-hmm. time game, struggle mightily. And and it excludes teams on short rest. Th- yeah. So I'm not giving the. Tra- I mean, this is a private trend. I'm not trying to give it in exact detail, but it's a big trend. And, and it's one that is, uh, I think, squ- square in the middle of this, which is the theory is it's a team that's better, right, that, that is preparing. Now, let's think. The Chargers were at home last game, right? They were or, on the road. So this is road They're to road. They're at Houston. I wonder if it's a way away. I can check if it's a way. I mean, it, listen, it's 25 and 4. But, mm-hmm. you know, if it's 8 and 3 or something a way away, maybe that's better for you. But, I mean, the thing about it, and you're right, Scott, for a long time, that West Coast. In fact, I read a paper last night that said uh, an academic paper on this that said um, 
that the most profitable known system in all the world is this the Pacific teams playing on the East and actually fading them. So if you look at up until like 2011, it was a disaster. And, and Fez, I think you'll agree with me. Every trend that has to do with travel has gotten where the travel is less important. It, w- yes. I mean, like, like – And that's you, a big part of the home field coming down, right, is that obviously yes. the home team isn't traveling. If that road team has an easier travel, the travel has just gotten so much – Well, a negative typically for the road team becomes less of a negative. I yeah, think and I, th- I think part of it, these billion-dollar companies now – you know, um, you know what's the joke when you watch the what was the the move Major League when they the poor team and the plane they're traveling on and these guys just travel in luxury and you know everything's taken care of them and they're whisked off to the you know a five star hotel. I mean, it's so easy compared to how it was. And, and I mean, if you think about it, they tell the stories. They were flying. I don't know about NFL, but they were flying commercial yeah. in the NBA. Like being, imagine playing a game and being seven, and then all that fine's bad for you anyway. WNBA still travels commercial. Well, they're lucky they're getting any games at all. I have no comment. I mean, <laughs> you know, I actually found a WNBA database where mm. I can search any criteria you want. Mm. So that now, there might be something there. All right. So, um, yeah. So here's the thing, Fez, that tells you no doubt travel's overestimated in the NFL. If you just say away game, away game. Play it blind. Play that second game blind on the away team. It's 53.7% since 2004. And I would have thought the opposite. And, and that's why. Because people think that and they overbat it. And so the point spread gets inflated and it really is a non-factor. It's, not a, it's obviously not a positive factor to be on the road the second time. But, but in my opinion, probably the, what the market is shading these games by a point or a point and a half for that second week of travel. And they shouldn't be shading it at all. Here's a question, and maybe we'll, if you don't have a quick answer, we can talk about it soon. Let's say you had the system like this, and let's say that it was, you know, 53.7, and let's say it stood up for 20 years. It would, it's just as good recently. It's, it's not a miracle. It's a 53 percenter. Wouldn't it make sense to say, I'm never betting against that? Yes. Don't draw into the urn uh-huh. with the black marbles. We, we, we yeah. talked about that, all things being equal. But no one wants to do that. No one wants to do that. I don't even want to do that. I, I, want... did, I, I do that with, with NFL teasers. I just say, you know what? It's just so difficult to win non-Wong teasers. I just won't, I just, I'm not good enough to, to play any of them. Well, you do that. Well, I don't know if anyone is, but you, you do that. But then you will bet, like, like if I, I mean, you had a chance before the show. I told you about this trend. I didn't know who you had. You could have backed off of Cleveland. Right. Yes. But because the tr- there's a 25 and four trend that actually comes from bigger trend. See, 25 and four is impressive, mm-hmm. but you can find those. It's if it comes from like a 58 percenter with 300 plays, and then it's winnowed down. Then you try. I trust the winnowed trends because if, worst case, there's no difference between this and the one that's 58 percent. But it's 58 percent enough because there's enough sample size. Yes, and you know what. After this line collapses, because my power ratings say it will, uh-huh. I will look to play the Chargers minus one later in the week. Okay, but you're given right now a best bet. Cleveland. So you think this is the best bet on the board? Yes. You have to. Uh, yes. Now, obviously, I'm less excited after hearing about all these trends that I was unaware of before we went to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't have made it my best bet if I was aware. Of what, well, if why, I, don't we call, why don't we call it an audible? Because if you're saying that you wouldn't make it, I think that we, we call and we'll just make your four. We'll graduate your four up and make this your four. I, and you don't don't do it now. We'll wait. That's what we're gonna do. Obviously, the contest picks 
are not always identical to these because it's be crazy to limit ourselves to that. But we're giving you the very best, and even my bad start of the year in this regard, giving you our very best stuff we got. And you know what? On Thursday, there's different things. On Friday, there's different things, et cetera. Mackenzie's there at 11.45, and I'm like, three minutes to put this pig in. <laughs> Is that true or false, Mackenzie? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He's he's grinding. I'm grinding. And we got the best record of anyone during that time, which I'm very you, proud of. Do you have – does McKinsey have like a uh, contingency plan, like if you don't get it to him by, by a we certain just, time? We just put it in, which is whatever Fez had in the uh, – in the circa. Okay. How, how's our circa doing, Fez? I believe I shouldn't guess. All right, I look need, it up because this might be pertinent to the converse, our debate. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. We got Dave Essler. He also likes the Browns. Now, this one was at three. Was it really at three? Yeah, even this morning. Okay. So, Fez, you're playing a bad number here, too, huh? Well, Miles Garrett got ruled in, and he's worth half a point, so it's injury. Yeah, but that assumes if Miles Garrett was almost 100% out. That's a good point. Yeah, this was. Yeah. Yeah. Let's right. listen to what Diamond Dave, also known as Uncle Dave Essler. I love and bet the Cleveland Browns plus three over the Chargers this weekend, and this is a buy low on the Browns and a matchup problem for Los Angeles, and add in that the weather may not be conducive for the Chargers' passing attack. It's chilly by their standards, but moreover – the wind is projected to be up to 20 miles an hour. The box score of the Browns' loss at Atlanta tells a different story than what the scoreboard did. They were able to hold the ball for 35 minutes, rush for 177 yards. It's what they do. But it will be even easier this week because the L.A. defense is 31st in yards per rush allowed. Their pass defense, L.A.'s, is 25th in completion percentage, and as fate would have it, They've allowed more points the Chargers have than anyone in the AFC, all but Seattle, barely, and Detroit in the NFC. The Browns have also scored more points than the Chargers, and in most important offensive efficiency stats, it's all Browns, with the glaring stat being that Los Angeles is averaging just 2.7 yards per rush, by far the fewest in the NFL. I would grant you that Cleveland has played an easier schedule. Last week, the Browns were without Miles Garrett, who may play this week. They were without Clowney and Taven Bryan, which is three of their four starting defensive linemen. So it's no surprise how well Atlanta was able to run the ball. The Chargers can't run the ball. Chargers won't win the game. It's likely a WTF game. I bet the Browns plus a field goal. I tell you, I'm not saying he's moving the numbers, but they move. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, right? So you're taking the worst number. I mean, this was not your – listen, this diet's screwing with you. Let's be honest. You know, I have not picked – based on my power ratings, I've, I've for, decided not to use teams, and they, my power ratings are really strong. i got to trust my power ratings. When they're off two and a half points, it has to be a play. Yeah, but what I'm saying is usually if the, li- if the, if the line is three and, and, and it goes to two and a half – you would never bet it. I mean, that's too that that is too valuable a number. Typically, wouldn't you say? If I do, if it's if it was three all week long and it goes to two and a half, it's, it's different. It's Wednesday, when, dude. It's still early in the week. Ninety six percent of the money still to, to be it, bet. But how much money could you have gotten down at three? That's the only question that matters. Probably a hundred thousand. All right. So, do you bet more than a hundred thousand? No, I. So don't. you could have got your full appetite sated. And I did. Okay. Yes. 
and that's but now uh, you're the poor people are getting it at two and a half. If you recall when we did our podcast, now you're, on Monday. you're like tell you're you're all access people. Hold on, you're all access people. I'm sure they're benefiting from the three. But now the question is, why are the podcast listeners suffering? Well, if they listen to our Monday podcast, mm-hmm. if you recall, we bet this game plus three, and I gave you $1,000 on it, I, so we recommended it. Yeah, I liked it then. Here's the question, though, at three. It's not three right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so what you're saying, like, the smart move would be, hey, all you guys that got my late telephone, or my, I call it late telephone, all access, you got three. And, oh, by the way, if you listen to Monday's pod, you got three. <laughs> But now you're not obligated to give these guys the best bet at two and a half. I think plus three was just a kick, but 59 and a half percent play. And now it's a 54 and a half percent play. And that's your best bet? Yeah. And we're, you know what? We're going to make it my second best bet. You sound weak. I mean, just physically. I know it's when you're chopping s- at him. <laughs> no, it's my no. second best bet. He we was chopping at me. You're having, I'm going to go you know, hard. The thing is, though, is that he could just eat something. And then, like, go walk he around can't the block win a couple this, of times. He can't win this bet anyway. It's <laughs> impossible. I can eat whatever I want. I just can't have any calories. <laughs> That's needs, good. He needs fuel. No, I mean, does he? If you just met him, you'd think when's when's the day? When's he? You know, supposed to die? Like, I, honestly, I've been around terminal people that die within thirty days. Tom, you have. Were they weaker than him? At what point? He's not using a cane. Uh, uh, yes. No, no, for his. But not much. No, not much. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. It's right there. Dude, this is not good for your health. 54.5%. <laughs> We're going to win with Cleveland plus 2.5. It's my second best bet. But your picks are winning somehow, generally. Uh, yes. All right. Diamond Dave got his stuff. All right. Let's go to my best bet, right? Which you know is what a I'm crossfire. Do? Crossfire best oh, bet. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to do as an homage to your hot streak, undefeated on best bets. I'm going to let you go first. Now, let, let's set up the game. You can set up the game. All right. It's the 49ers and the Carolina Panthers. All right. So before you hear who has who, you know who I, it's has It's obvious. Who. You it's, know who yeah, has we who. Know, we know. Who, who is Barney at the bar batting? <laughs> but, somehow, but somehow. Lord Pumblestone. <laughs> All right, make your case. Uh, the Panthers are terrible. Oh, and, and this is this is not just an opinion. These are facts. Baker Mayfield has a 15.3 QBR through the first four weeks of the season. I'll repeat that. 15.3 QBR through the first four weeks of the season. When people repeat, they usually don't have a lot of info. This is the worst offense by EPA on a per-play basis. And... Do you realize? You didn't know EPA till you came here. Do you realize <laughs> that <laughs> the Panthers under Matt Rule, when allowing 17 or oh, more geez. points. What is this, Sports Center? Are 1 and good. 26 and have lost 24 straight games. This, that's the magic number. If the 49ers score 17, they're winning this game. Now, as far you as know, covering, you, know you sound like remember at, when remember when Homer Simpson caught up the one nine hundred number and it was per minute and the guy taught he, he, they go our bet on the game you're going twenty four and uh, I'm letting it sink in <laughs> because yeah. people need to realize this when the 49ers score seventeen points this game is over and they so have, will, will you give me ten to one on I think Carolina wins the game. If San Fran scores, meaning we have no bet if San Fran doesn't score 17. If they score 17, we got a bet, which I got a, a plus 1,000. I've got Carolina to win. I would bet that. All right, so 100? Yeah. 
All right, so 100 wins 1,000. What do you think, Fez? you like my side of it? It's p- poor excuse to pick a man's pocket every <laughs> week. What the? <laughs> what do you mean? Of course. He's betting with his heart, and you know I I'm like... betting on 24 straight exactly, games. Exactly, exactly. You know, I was walking through a, a casino, and I saw, like, black show up, like, 16 in a row on the roulette wheel. You said wheel. there were black people there, and then what? Black and red on the roulette oh, wheel. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I, I, wasn't, I was reluctant <laughs> to run up and, on a 16-0 and 0 trend and bet on black again. That's, that's actually stupid. Because the wheel could be malfunctioning. There yeah. could be a bias if, in the well, wheel. If I had to bet, I'd bet black. Yeah. That's that's the great joke. Or not yeah. the joke, the great question. If it's 16 in a row, what do you do? If you have, you know, do you bet it? No, I probably don't. It's negative EV. But if so, you have to bet. So to be fair, I think Scott's trend makes, it's com- completely with merit. There's only been one time, one game out of the first four games this season where an offense scored 17 points. And that was the Rams last week against the 49ers. And they scored 17 points on offense. The 24, remember, they had to pick six. Mm-hmm. So... The 49ers, their defense is not hasn't allowed anybody to score 17. They're not going to let, certainly, the worst quarterback in the league through four weeks to score 17 points. I find it hard to imagine Carolina scoring double digits in this game. Well, their team total is going to be, what, 16, 16 and a half? Yeah. yeah. I find that hard to see it go over. So it's basically a 50-50 so shot. So let's think about this. We got the, we got the play— now, do you like the you like Carolina under their team total more than you're high on San Fran's offense? Yes, because I think I think this is, might be an under game in general. Well, I think this could be like a 19-6 final because with because to me, Fez, the left tackle was out. If Carolina is strong anywhere, it's on the D line, right? They get they, a little bit they of pressure. Could, they but could. the Rams didn't even sack Jimmy Garoppolo. Last week. But I would make the case that either... would give the Rams a much better front so, than, so, than the so Carolina the I'd, Panthers. The way I would price this oh. mathematically, the, the bet you guys just made, yeah. is that I would say, all right, given San Fran scores 17 or more, what would I set their over-under on points scored? Probably about 25 and a half. Mm-hmm. Does that sound mm-hmm. about right? Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in that range. Yeah, because it could be 30, two touchdowns or one. It makes so sense. So if San Fran scores 25 points, what would I be willing to bet Carolina on the money line at, given they're supposed to score 16 and a half? You know what? If you gave me six to one, I think that seems like yeah. I think above it, that's good value. Carolina's team total is fifteen and a half. Yeah, so the Niners twenty. So they got to exceed expectations by ten points. So I think I need like six to one. I certainly don't need ten to one. But uh, listen, you you do a lot of stuff you don't need, and you keep taking. Possible. <laughs> so I mean, what I'm saying is, listen, how, how? Listen, I don't know if I got a good bet there. I might. But if I, I thought do, it was know great. I thought I thought it was a great, but now I'm now I think it's a good bet. I think the true odds are See, somewhere like five eighty. So what you're saying is that I really wasn't trying to pick my colleague's no, pocket. No, I just it, wanted a nice cushion, with, exactly. a mode of safety. It's I wanted within a, the realm of a mode of safety. There's so, also there's also well one second. I want to get AJ started mm-hmm. on the bat. What do you think, AJ? I I feel like you've got a really good side. That's but when don't I? Yeah, that's why I, I'm not usually raising my hand when you say. Uh, Will you give me 10 to 1? I say, no. Scared. Yeah. Scared. I mean, listen, being scared. Enough. Oh, wait. Yeah, when, when what does is it all enough? end, huh? <laughs> How many yachts can you water ski behind? How much is enough? That's what I want to know from you. <laughs> what? <Did> you... <laughs> With Fez sitting here? <laughs> <laughs> You're not taking Fez. Go ahead. Oh, well. <laughs> Just, yeah. Just so there's a lot of discussion around this team that is very negative. I agree with that. Matt Rule is on the hottest seat there is in the NFL. There are people in now, Carolina. Is that always bad? But they're calling. It's been bad already. But what I'm saying is when a coach is on the brink, sometimes the team rallies. It hasn't rallied since. It hasn't rallied yet. 
So right. what has changed in weeks? It's, it's I, gone negative. Can I jump in with some facts, too? Well, one last thing I would right. say is their <laughs> best offensive weapon is Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. His name is starting to pop up in trade rumors mm-hmm. all across the NFL. Mm-hmm. The guys in the locker room are reading these stories. They know what's up. So what do you think the effect would be? I think the effect is going to be negative on the team. And but, I think – But I, what, what, explain I don't think the players on the Carolina Panthers are inspired at all. This is a dead team walking. Their coach is getting fired. Their best player is getting traded. And these guys are worried. Well, first off, what do you think the odds of him getting traded are? Far less uh, than 30%, right? Trades in the, in the NFL season That's are rare anyway. But yeah. I, yeah. But I think that there's well, – Let me pick up the guy that always gets hurt. Yeah. But I think that there is a sentiment in this team – that those players are not motivated, not fired up, don't want to be there. All right, so let's start with some facts. I think we would all agree the Cleveland game was a coin flip. Yep. All right? If we look at the Giants game, no doubt about it, if you look at the win or the uh, likelihood of winning, percentage chance of winning at each point of the game, it was about 60% of the time that the uh, Carolina was supposed to win that game. That was it. So they lost by three, but as you can see in the chart, a, uh, you know, well over the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Uh, against New Orleans, it was like 85% the whole second half. And then against Arizona, they were well above 50% until the very end, and it went off like, or the last quarter, so it went like a cliff. Fez, I defy you to find any team one and three that has that much blue. Right, yeah, I think this. I agree. This is. I mean, there were people talking last week about. I think Carolina can still make the playoffs. Just last week, this one game has changed sentiment so much. And to me, you lost by ten. You were winning the game effectively with the you know likelihood of winning for more than half. For more than half the Arizona game, they were had a better than fifty percent chance to win because they got a defensive touchdown. Well, okay, but over the season, these things even out. I yeah. mean, they had things that went against them in other games. Carolina had point eight point. By the way, this is my best bet too. Mm-hmm. Carolina had point eight less wins than they should in four games. I mean, that's the fourth highest, as in fourth quarter win share. And I agree with you. They're on the brink. I don't know. I think Rule is a very popular coach with the players. I don't think he knows what he's doing. And I'm not judging X's and O's. Mm-hmm. I'm judging, I mean, the, the, I think the Baker Mayfield was a, good, a great deal. They rolled the dice. We'll see what happens. It doesn't look good so far. But you, when you've got a guy that was the number one pick that just last year Cleveland was thinking about giving – a franchise deal to, then he's off an injury rid, you know, riddled season. He could be what he was the year before, which was like the 15th best quarterback in the league. And they paid his money. Cleveland did. Well, yeah. Took, yeah, well, Baker also took a pay cut. Yeah, so all in all, it was a great deal. It was a good yeah, deal I think them, they, yes. I think they made a bad deal with Sam Darnold. It, it was one of the well, – the trade was okay. His 50-year option is one of the worst exactly. things I've ever seen. But, but this is much more defensible. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, they guaranteed Sam Darnold like $19 million without ever seeing him play a snap for them. It made no sense. You can't be confident in the Panthers' offensive line protecting Baker with this San Francisco pass rush. Yeah, no, I listen. I, I agree. The Carolina offensive line's not great, but let me. I, there's just I think the, San Fran's on the West Coast too, RJ, aren't they? But, well, they, but, but they don't have the rest. They, they, they don't have proper rest. rest. Yeah. Team, even team. It's funny. Usually, with a trend that strong, if, if something falls out of it, it's like break even. 
No, these teams without rest from the West Coast get crushed mm. because it kind of makes sense. I mean, like you, you know, you take a lot. You're tired already. You take a long trip. You know. Um, okay, here's what I want to ask you, and be serious about mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. San Fran looked good. Yes. Really good. Yes. Offense looked all right, but mm-hmm. defense looked good. So what would you do, Fez? You gave San Fran a, a point up there? Gave him a point. Yep. Okay. But it was between a point and a half, right? Initially, I gave him a half, and then yeah, I so said, oh, that's quarter sounds right. Yeah, it's got to be more than a half, and, and I can't do a three-quarter, so I made a point. Yeah. All right. And Carolina, how many, what did you do with them? And tell me if you agree with these adjustments. Oh, my. Now, this is interesting. I lowered Carolina two points. All right. Now, now the reason being is that this is one of those cases where I lowered them a point, and I said, I I don't like the body of work. I think I've got them overrated. I'm going to dock them another point. I saw them booing Baker Mayfield at home. I saw Mayfield completely ineffective, and I said, you know, this is not working for Carolina. I got to downgrade this team. So, again, I think you've got to find a – I mean, I, I've been asking for three years. I think you've got to find a way to have your power ratings not be so opaque that you have, you know, columns for seasonal readjust, or seasonal adjustment. I think it's fine. You, I think you can mm. lean back, but you don't want to connect it to that game, right? Because One point for the game. Yeah. Yes. And would you say you were higher on Carolina than most teams or, or, or most handic- or professionals? Or what? Yes, I was, yeah. I was too high, and I said right. I got to so fix anything, this. So, you got more in line. That's right. All right. So here's my point. You could have bet this game last week, a week ago, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have had the Monday night information, wouldn't have had Carolina losing. Yeah. Let's call it two points of adjustment. You could have bet this at three. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's now six and a half. Yeah. Okay. Coming off a of three is triple freight, right? So literally, you could have got from three to four. With a two-point move. You agree with that? Yes. Yeah, it's like three half points to get off, one half point to get to four. It's been four half points, two point for each team, you said. If this line were – the difference to me between winning and losing is plus four. I wouldn't have played it. A plus six and a half. It's that corridor that I make my living. <laughs> to me, I see this move, and I – you're I'm buying I'm, at the, I'm you're try- selling Carolina at the lowest point. I'm trying to get inside the books, the bookmakers' heads here. There's not much going on in there. Yeah, I feel like they make this line because San Francisco is the right side, and they're going to win and cover big. But what? they want they want you to look at the look ahead. They want you to think that this is too much of an overreaction. And taking the home dog plus the yeah, six and a half is the move to take when it is not the move to take. They're protecting themselves. Dr. Scott, the psychiatrist in their heads. Well, here, <laughs> here's the thing, if you think about it. That was this, listen, this was their first losing Sunday, okay? Sportsbooks reported a losing Sunday. So they need to get their money back this week. Is that right? When you when you win and win and win, then you lose. You, it's desperation. It's re, it's it's revenge. We're getting the books off revenge, okay? So we're getting the books off a loss. As <laughs> you track what the books do, personally, I think he's right in the following way. I think they're trying to discourage, or they they want to make San Fran expensive. If you want to bet them, they're making a statement on San Francisco. They're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make San Francisco be a team that is not profitable. Profitable to bet because they know most people are going to bet them. I, I think Scott brings up a good point that when the books. Do you agree with what I'm saying? First I do. Of all? I right. do. So you might want to say that before I, you talk about his brilliant I, point. I, I agree with. I agree 
And what's happening is that if a book does lose, that they're they're much more attentive to what are the games I'm, I might get buried on again this week. Which and which again the, is the, the so spreads, it has right? nothing to do with what he thinks the outcome is going to be. They think oh the squares got more money in their pocket. We better get these rubes yes. and these rubes are going to be batting San Francisco. Yes, that's not good for you. They're saying they they're saying they made it so high that they are taxing stupidity is really what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> I think they want you to take the home dog and that's the wrong side. But what's the odds? What do you think the bet splits are going to be on game even even if it gets to 7, which well, I don't right think right now is. it's at 70% San Francisco. So what do you think it's going to – I mean, so it's yeah, all working. Yeah, yeah. I think they're just trying to charge you a premium mm-hmm. to play San Fran, which is when I like to step that in. That I agree 100% yeah, with. Right. But you know something? I'll tell you this, and this is the sincere truth. I don't think you – you know what would be interesting? Go back with your football players. Baseball is different. Mm-hmm. And say, how have I done on underdogs? How have I done on favorites? And I don't mean just this year. I mean, you know, but I'd be interested this year, too, because I strongly believe that you're going to have a better record on underdogs by probably a pretty significant margin. Because I think your worst instincts that have yet to be beat out of you. Nine and one on dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a great example. Because you don't want to play dogs, typically. When you get pushed to it, it's, like a perf- it's almost like when I go hiking. I don't like hiking. It means everything fell into place if I'm going hiking. <laughs> All right? And that, so, you know, that's, that kind of you had an epiphany right there, didn't you? I can tell. You're like, hmm, it's a good point. Five and two on favorites. On, oh, we're talking about on this. Yeah. Okay, I'm talking about all your. Oh yeah. yeah I'm yeah. talking about college football. I'm talking okay, about, okay, okay. Because yeah. in general, we all got biases, you know. And it, and and I don't like playing favorites. So when I play fa- like bigger favorites, I hate. Mm-hmm. When I play, they I do pretty well because I rarely play them. That's my thought on the matter. But I do think this about Scott. He's what I like about him as a handicapper is. You don't let you're almost like Dave Esler like this. You don't let what is supposed to be sharp. People are so obsessed with wanting to be sharp. Mm-hmm. You would you if you believed that you would say screw closing line value. <laughs> if you, I know this is a square play. Trust me. I know well, it's a square we all play. Know. Yeah, but, but the but, square play sometimes is the right play. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> if the square play means that the public's betting enough to affect the line and make it more expensive, it could still be the right play, but it's not as right as it was before the move. It's even less. Oh yeah, if, uh, I would have. If the line was minus three, it would have been your best bet too. I mean, if you think about it, Fez, I don't know. If you think I would have been about the right, let's assume three and a half is the right line. Mackenzie makes an interesting point. This line moved from three to three and a half during the look-ahead time. Mm-hmm. So they thought, hey, this is a little cheap. Okay, got to three and a half, but then now, if three and a half is the right line, at six and a half, what's our win percentage? Can I ask what was this line? On Monday morning. All right, Monday morning was five. Mm. So it, the world opener was four and a half. So the look ahead close was three and a half. San Fran favorite. Now the world opener, now that was Sunday, right, McKenzie? Yes. Was four and a half. Monday it went to five. Remember the game hasn't been played yet. The Monday night. Yes. Five Monday afternoon. And then Tuesday it was five and a half. 
Wednesday, six and a half. So the jump should have happened Tuesday. Yes. It happened Wednesday. Yeah, I think that's a real good point. So San Fran looks really good. All right. We upgrade him three quarters of a point, point, whatever. And we we get a one point jump, but it shouldn't have happened like 36 hours after. Yeah. I mean, but if we assume three and a half splits at 50 50, Mm -hmm. we're up over 60 at six and a half, right? Yeah. So four would hit like 4%, five like 2%, you know, and six like 4%. So that's 10. You know, for those three points, approximately. Not bad. Not bad. So you're saying he has a he has a horrible. You're saying a bad. He I have what plus. What do I got? Forty percent ROI. You're saying. Forty oh, percent. Well, yeah, because you're saying I'm betting a hundred. You're if saying you 60, effectively be four hundred dollars of value. I'm getting. You're oh, saying so it was six to one. You would take. I got ten. Oh, 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 oh six. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't do ROIs for All like right, but what weird ass bets like that. I'm but, yeah, almost getting big. paid. I'm almost getting paid double what I should be. You think? Yeah, you should be getting you should be getting plus five sixty, and you're getting ten. But you only but you only the thing is you only still only win like eighteen percent of the time. So I think your ROI actually isn't as good as we would think it would be. But here's the thing: I thought you were going to say I only bet a hundred. It's like I, I just want to teach him. I don't want to like yeah. cripple him. Yeah, I don't want him like coming in and eating like tuna casserole. But here's what I like about it, and I'm being serious: you're not afraid to buck convention, and the only way you're going to ever get better than average is by saying that. You guys think that's correct? I don't, and I'm going to research it and understand it. I think your ROI is actually higher than 40%. Yeah, uh, I made a mistake. Oh, no worries. I like it. So, and then on the other bet, you're saying I'm laying, I'm getting six and a half, and I should be, you know, it's a 60% if bet. If it's three and a half, it's a six, it's a 60% bet, which of course would be about a 15% ROI. Do you want to start tangling with me? Just don't be surprised. <laughs> when the final score is 19-3, and Matt Rule is fired after the game. Hmm. But what? It could happen, but they still could cover. But then you don't win the. No, bet. I said nineteen. Uh, but then you don't win the the bet because San Fran doesn't get the. He, he, well, he wins. 19. I think seven to nineteen. Yeah. He okay. wins our crossfire. Yes, 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 yes. Um, let me ask you this real quick. Do you agree with me with Scott that his he doesn't want to parrot? Like a lot of people are insecure when they get into the professional side of this, and they want to parrot what the sharps are saying. I like someone that says, "Hey, I want to understand why they say it, but I'm not always going to agree with them." I agree. Yeah, because yes. I think you parrot it sometimes. Yeah, like I hate playing overs to my detriment. I should play some more overs. And I will say this: things have changed so much in the last ten years. I remember there was a college football season like seven or eight years ago, where the favorites were winning so freaking much. It was like the books were having like I remember um, who's the guy at ran state or still ran stations? I guess Manteras. Yeah, Manteras. I think came- he retired. Yeah, he came over to my little office, sat and listened about social media, him and, and that McCormick. Jason right? McCormick. Yeah. yeah. I think he runs it now. Yeah. He, they were there for like two hours, like eight years. And I remember walking out and walking into the car, and they were saying about how they, they like these, if, you know, these college favorites. And I mean, they were, it was like mm. 10 weeks in a row where the favorites were just killing it. And um, it was just a reevaluate the passing. It's almost like these models of win percentage models. They're That's exactly awesome. what happened. Yes, because and the philosophy of teams used to like take their foot off the gas, and now it it seems like a relatively recent phenomenon. college and pro they keep throwing. Yeah, and and in college, I think these the, these alumni backers have gotten mm-hmm. like they got some, money on the game. They do. My, my favorite story about that is, and I'll say it in 30 seconds, Oklahoma was playing my best buddy's team, Kansas State, and they were up like 
You know, the line was 28 and a half. They were up by 35 or something, and they were, had their shoulder pads off. They were talking. They were drinking Pepsi Cola with the, the <laughs> cheerleaders, <laughs> and somehow Kansas scored two touchdowns in a row. So I guess it would have been even worse. 42 to 20. It got from 42 the margin to 28. There's like two and a half minutes left. It's 28. The line's 28 and a half. They put their starters back in and scored a touchdown. Mm. Now think about that for a second. <laughs> that I mean, these days that would be all over the place. But yeah. back in it would have been like 1991 or something. That's wild. I mean, they're, they got they're undressed. They're undressed. Yeah, it's like the basketball team. It's like the starters are all wearing their clothes already. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're only, up to, we're only up 28. You <laughs> yeah. got to get back in yeah. there. Why? Do you see the line? Yeah. <laughs> all right. AJ, your best bet. Dallas Cowboys plus five and a half at the L.A. Rams. Mm. And I believe this Rams offensive line. It's a double like. I got it, too. It's just a disaster. This is the 32nd graded line in PFF. We saw the Bills. We saw the 49ers absolutely tee off on these guys. Now the Cowboys should be able to do the same thing. They're the second best pass rush grade per PFF. Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong already have combined for 10 sacks and 19 quarterback hits. And the, the problem with the Rams is, and the reason why they're getting teed off on is they can't run the ball. Cam Akers, since he's come back from injury, is not even just a guy. He's he's not even a, a, a starting caliber NFL running back. He stinks. So well, how do we know how much it's him and how much it's the line? Uh, you're it right. Doesn't even matter. You know what? You're right. It could it could be that, but it it just there's no reason to respect the Rams' run game, and it is it's and, and, and the. the this offense is predicated upon the play action and the ability to run. And if nobody believes play action, then all they do is just send the pass rush, send the pass rush. And jump the routes. Mm. Yep. And the the Rams on the other side, the Rams' run defense has been stout per usual, but the Cowboys have let Cooper Rush throw the ball a little bit more. And CeeDee Lamb had a big day the other day uh, on Sunday, 97 yards and a touchdown on six catches. I think this is a low-scoring game. I think that's how the Cowboys like it. I think Stafford's under pressure. Is this, cor- is this correlated? I think it is correlated, absolutely. Uh, and, I, and I think that that's, this is how the Cowboys want to play while Dak heals up. So the, the matchups in the trenches decide this game to me, and, and I think the Cowboys have all the edges. So I also have this play, and I've got it for a – what do I got here? This is my one, so it's a lower play. Here's the question with the Rams. I don't like playing the Rams after they get embarrassed on Monday night. So in general, I don't like that. But let's break this down to what makes a football team. It's Can you run the ball? Can you pass the ball? Can you defend the run? Can you defend the pass? What do the Rams do well in offense? They don't run the ball well. No. Cooper Cup catches the, pass the, the ball. Cooper Cup. That's it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Nobody else. If you look at Stafford and you say just the positive plays, you take out interceptions, you take out fumbles, you take out sacks. He has the fourth best EPA in the league. It's great. But then you throw in all those other things, he's not good. He's not good at all. How much of it is his arm hurting him? I don't know. Uh, let's be honest, he wasn't that good last year. He got he got on a great run at a, the right point. I mean, you were following them very closely. Yep. Wasn't great. I mean, so what I'm saying, it's not like like Tom Brady and his prime has fallen off here. But what he did have going for him last year is the team around him was better. Yeah. Well, it's Stars and Scrubs. Remember, Fez, when they traded 
for uh, with Jacksonville, and it was like three years ago, and it was middle of the year, and we were like, man, because they were on the cusp of the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they weren't the Rams. But they, but Ramsey, they got him in, and it wasn't a situation where they were surely in the playoffs, but they were fighting. Right. And then they lost a the game after the bye, and it was like, man. What's going to happen now? We thought they were done, like as a franchise, for a couple years. Yeah, we we forecasted that they would be doomed. This was the, the last gap, and now they had another year, which they were very competitive. The year after they won the Super Bowl, now it's another year later, and I'm telling you right now, there's a reason everyone scoffed at the way they do this. This stars and scrubs doesn't really work. And I think we're seeing it. They a couple injuries, it thins them out because they've had the best injury luck. Of any team in the league. We've seen it happen to the Chargers this season. Well, the Chargers always have the worst. Now, there's a lot of belief. Well, not always the worst, but always bad. There's a lot of belief the Rams have cracked the code Hmm. with how much to practice, when to rest people. And, you know. McVay is 3-0 on short rest. And here's the other thing about that. It's a great stat. And we've said this. He's great on Thursday games. And here's why. The offense is simple. Right, So it's a lot of choice routes and different things where it's not about game prep. Thus, short rest is good for them. Remember this year we said Rams were on a bye, and I said I don't really like it. Yeah, that. we went against them on the extended Because rest. I don't think it does them much good, mm-hmm. you know? So, But I don't, I'm don't. i not betting Dallas here, or I'm not picking Dallas. I've yet to bet Dallas. I'm not picking Dallas because I think the Rams are It's off of Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I think it's more the Rams are just overrated. So the exact stat is McVay, they've won and covered five straight games on short rest. McVay with Stafford. Three and zero, straight up in eighteen. That's what I'm saying. Even with golf, okay. But what's your power ratings too? I I endorse both your points. Power ratings say five and five and a half. Okay, power ratings don't support. It'd be hilarious if you go. I disagree with AJ, and I I agree with with RJ. (laughs) Uh, The reason I endorse this is that on Sunday, so this is before the Monday night game gets played. All right, Dallas was sitting plus six. And a group came in, power move. They took the Cowboys Mm. six, five and a half, five. You blink and it went down to four and a half. Somebody loved Dallas. On Sunday, before Monday, Sunday night, before Monday's yeah. game got played, and then yeah. what happened Monday? Well, the Rams just got got drilled. Mm. So, if so I, why has this line gone back up? I I, I I can tell you why because a, a prominent guy in the news released minus four and a half for whatever reason on the Rams, and he moves markets, and he moved it a point. One guy who okay. has lots of followers. So the question is, so it looks like we got sharps on both sides. Right? Meaning that obviously the sharp that took it from six to four and a half. I mean, that was a massive bet. Massive, yes. Uh, so what you would say is, in general, if you had to guess, the the meaning of the bet that took it from six to four and a half is bigger. Much bigger. Okay, I like and it. And so I will forecast that that five and a half, if you like it, take it right away. Now, it is asymmetrical risk because plus six obviously is important. We'd love to get six. There's no way you're going to so, get six. So what you mean by asymmetrical is what are you risking at five and a half by waiting? Well, if you get to six, that means you get a much, much better line. If you go, if you have to go to five, it hurts you, but much less. Thus, it's almost like your bet. It's almost like a bet that with Scott and I have. He's putting up six hundred. I'm putting up two hundred, kind of mm-hmm. thing. But it's a 50-50. <laughs> yeah. This line's all over the place too, by the way. <laughs> oh well, cause, cause not surprised, Dad, a little bit too. Well, there's fives, fives and a half. There's a four and a half. So mm-hmm. you know, just, I I personally think place. I'm going to bet this five and a half tonight. You know, you know, real quick. Uh, well, let me just say because when we did the line report. And guys, you know me. I'm not one to like hardly tout anything. I don't even like the word tout. But I think what we did Monday, 
and I'm talking about all of us. So Fez and I did the recap show. I thought it was one of our best shows in a while. We did the line move show. Fez shined during this thing. Mackenzie, with some of his research, helping us. Great. Then I stick around and listen to the beginning of SOVAM, and it's like, this is really good. Like I would, If I didn't own this show, I'd be jealous. And that's how you can always tell if I really like something. I want to own it. Mm. You know? I guess I had trouble dating at different points. So, you know, I wanted control. No, but the fact is, this is the week. If it's ever, just go into your feed. And if you're not subscribed, wake up, subscribe. Don't be like from, you know, the feds would say like, that's like someone from West Virginia not subscribing. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I could see it from, you know, that was a call to Sarah Palin. You know how she said she could see Alaska from her front porch? And that's why she was, oh, I'm sorry, she could Russia. see Russia yeah, from her front porch. Yeah. And that was why she had her bona fides as a national security expert. Well, I could see West Virginia from my back porch. No one got it, though. If it was a sports joke, go ahead, what do you got? Oh, I was going to say the, uh, the the two wins for the Rams, Arizona and Atlanta, their, oh. pa- their pass rush grade, Arizona 30, Atlanta 31. The two losses. What does that grade mean? Like, their PFF rank. PFF right. rank. No one knows what that means. Uh, but, well, how good. You know the, what we should say is X points below starter level and just subtract from seven because people understand starter level, right? That's 70. So what was it? The two wins that the Rams have, Arizona and Atlanta, their PFF grades for their pass rush units, Arizona ranks 30th, Atlanta ranks 31st. The two losses for the Rams, Buffalo first-ranked pass rush, San Francisco fifth-graded pass rush, mm. Dallas second-graded pass rush. Ooh, now that, mm. that was a nice little handicapping. It was a painful, but it was a nice handicapping. <laughs> Here's what I would do. If you're talking about ranking, don't say PFF grades ranked. That's what can throw you. What you should say is PFF ranks. Okay. Right? Because because when you say grades, you think you're going to hear a grade. Got it. Right. But I I like that's powerful. That's a, that's a great handicapping part of it. All right. Anything else on this one? Nope. Cowboys uh, three times in the last five years have gone to the Pacific time zone. A win three. Hmm. Both straight up and ATS. You know something? We're going to get to that Green Bay game. I'm wondering, Aaron Rodgers struggles in California because he gets distracted. Would London do the same thing? Is there ayahuasca in London? <laughs> I don't th- Listen, I, I don't make ridicule people's spiritual pursuits. Okay. but I don't think the beach is as nice. <laughs> All right, Mackenzie, how, what's your record on these best bets? Two and two. You think we should let them do No, I, well, you're, you're going to wait till after the debate. Sounds good. You ready, Fez? I'm ready. All right. So you sent a tweet out. It was offensive. I think a lot of people have thought that. Do you want to? Do you want to read it verbatim? I'll paraphrase it. Okay, that's that's probably bad because that means you're going to skew it in a direction that is away from truth. Mackenzie, read the tweet, please. And uh, as he's pulling, oh, luckily he's pulling it up for us. Let me do a dramatic reading. Vegas. Do it in your Adrian voice. Hey, I'll do Mr. Bill. Vegas football contest. All right, Vegas football contest. Wow. Oh, God, you can tell he really sat with his pencil. Like, the wow. Like, whereas. <laughs> wow. He typed whereas and then deleted it and then put back wild. <laughs> wow, 12 and 8, 60% ATS is an outstanding season record. This does not translate into being a. In this does not translate into being in good shape in a season-long football. Why is season-long capitalized? 
I overuse caps. <laughs> okay. It looks like a Ramson note. Okay. In fact, Cut it out the Zodiac thinks. The Zodiac thinks your contest oh, is fucked. He couldn't find whereas in a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> So then he says, in fact, now here's when his truth comes out. He's like, I got to be nice. I got to be nice. It goes, in fact, if you are 12 and 8, you actually have negative equity in your entry. Notice the extra space between equity and in. <laughs> he's so excited. He's like, wants to touch himself. Now, listen, <laughs> did you grab yourself between equity and in? Oh, it's possible. <laughs> now, here's the question. I'm giving you a little dose when you get on me. I'm going to really hit you I for this. I sense this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, here's the question. <laughs> You're wrong. And here's why. Scott, AJ, when you read this, if you had a 12, mm -hmm. in fact, you guys we do. We do have a 12 and 8. All right. So let's think about this. In fact, if you are 12 and 8, okay? So, Scott, that's you, right? Yes. You, mm -hmm. Scott, actually have negative equity in your entry. I don't agree with that. Well, here's the point. If he said most of you, I would have accepted it. But he was too quick. He was too excited. He wanted mm. to, to cut people's dreams, the smithereens. I can win the super contest twice, but you don't even have a freaking chance. 60% sounds good, not good. Even though my super contest wins were, what were they, 63, right? The, one of them was 66.8. The other was sixty. Well, did you get did you get the ten thousand dollar bonus? I did. All right. Well that wow. Okay. Fifty four, twenty six, and five. There you go. And what what was the other one? Fifty three, thirty one, and one. Yeah, but what was the right sixty three, you said? Yeah, like sixty. Yeah. So and and this is what we did. We thought, you know, Fez probably didn't do the work because Mackenzie, you know, he'd be like, Mackenzie, check out. But I was able to say, Mackenzie, check out. <laughs> And lo and behold, 63% cash last year. So you're saying after four weeks at 60, you can't, you're not within shouting distance of 63. What you, I 100% agree. I shouldn't have said you. <laughs> I should times. have said, I sh what I should have said is the universe of everyone that's 12 and 8 actually has negative equity. That's a very different. That is it, a, oh, it, it is. You know In what? fact, I'm going to commit. Universe does because nine out of ten people aren't aren't cashing. So I'm going to. What, what I'm saying well, you is, you could have said um, uh, Asian Americans as a universe have negative equity in this. What, what, what I right should have said is, but, but what, what I should have said is that if you uh, if you forecast how twelve and eight people do in contests, every one of them, you put them all into a pot. Yeah, yeah. Do, will they make money in the but aggregate? What do you say that in aggregate for everyone entering the contest? Well, I guess there's a slight overlay, but go ahead. All right. Well, well, even with the well, I would say it's the point of demarcation. If you're thirteen and seven, I think the group of people, the universe of thirteen and sevens, will be profitable, but the twelve and eights will be non-profitable. If you here's the part I think that you also were wrong about is when it says the emphasis on season long versus today because let's say i finish let, let's say i finish 60 percent in whatever picking at the end of the year uh -huh. okay what is the most likely assuming that the there wasn't some bias for early years easier or whatever right what's the most likely percentage chance 60 60 right there's no reason i, I know it, if you have an extreme outliers it's harder to maintain that's why qbr for a game can be 90 but but for something that's within the realm. Now, you might say, actually, that's interesting. Most people, I would say, unless you knew something, no one's 60% long term. So in a weird way, 60 means you're, it's unlikely that you keep going at 60. I agree. 
but it's 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 not like to get to sixty three. It's like what one extra game or two? Mm-hmm. It'll be like two or three. I but guess. But you win peanuts. But you still win. That's you're saying negative. You win more than the thousand that you enter with. I'm saying if you've got if a hundred times you were at sixty percent and you did that. a Monte Carlo simulation. Remember Roseanne Barr. I am really gonna w- com- Roseanne Barr really wishes she would have. I'm going to commit to like retweeting this with an ex- explanation as to exactly Here's what I'm going what- to ridicule you on Twitter a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then I think you respond to that one with explain. Say RJ's RJ right. RJ is right. But let me explain. And any one person can have super positive equity, but the universe of people, if they over the long run, that start out at 60% after four weeks will have negative equity, meaning they'll get back less than what they put in. But And no one would have been offended by that. No, if I— Because you're not saying you three times. You, 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 AJ and Scott, well, you're the exception to the rule because you're college football (laughs) experts, but if you weren't, you would be negative at 12 and 8. But you do realize that by even— creating this tweet, all you're doing is making people feel shitty. Yeah, and you don't right. have to make people feel dumb to be smart, Fez. <laughs> I think there's say that's very no, it's well not, said. No, it's not what it is, actually. Here's, but he's right generally. Here's he what it is. Fez th- thinks you're more successful with this as you thought you would have been. Yes. You thought you were going to make a living. It just You've done really well. And, and it's been a lot of good... I mean, you innovate, you've truly innovated things. I mean, you, you know... Uh, it's niche stuff, but I mean your your ability to look at the markets and understand where they're soft, and and, and really do what the um you know a lot of people have like almost every better on Twitter that does that bets almost everyone does what you like you pretty much you didn't innovate it but you really took it to another level which is they say you can't the markets to the liquidity in that market oh my god i can't beat that no way it's like yeah you're dumb i get it but it's like they they say but if it says a pinnacle it's three minus you know 13 and you could go over here and take plus three but oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. it's like you can make three cents every but that's what and and not only do they do that alone like that's all they do betting wise, but they ridicule people that actually bet in a way that think that they have a handicap on a game. Mm. You, I mean, you see that, right? Oh, all the time. There's there's people that do the, they call it the top down approach, where all all they do is you know what I'm going to win playing teasers because I'm going to catch books that are dealing minus eight, lay a dollar twenty five. All right, and and I know that's really like a nine, and I can tease a nine down from eight to two and I'm going to win. And it's a grinder way. And you know what? It's a hard way to make an easy living, but mm-hmm. I respect it. But to act like it's the only way is absurd. That Now, that is a great statement. Whenever I hear somebody say the only way to win, mm-hmm. they're wrong. Because there's lots of different ways to win. There's people who win that can, can't name a player in a league. and they just they, But they have you know tried and true methods that work. So this closing line value reared its head. This Sharp Clarky or something's his name. Sharp does, Clark. Yeah, he. Uh, I've observed some of his. I mean, I. The thing I was interested in. He said something. Like, I watch every play from every game on the All Twenty Two. I'm like, okay, let's listen. I want to see what he's saying. Um, he's. I think he's losing this year. But again, it's a short. You know. But I tell you, it seems like people are doing really well. Like we're we're at sixty, and I don't feel like we've gotten. I feel like we should have done better. Wait a minute. Yeah. Sixty percent. You might as well. We might as well just quit. Well, why do we even? Why are we, why are we even here right now? Why do you think that I got so upset? <laughs> he even got me upset. Well, it's like at the end of day one of the main event. If you like bag up like eighty percent of your chips, you just go home. I got negative equity. I may as well not show up day two. But but so then the, then what you're saying is your actual tweet wouldn't have affected anyone's actions, just their spirit. 
Yes, it would that's crush what I was saying. Kick, kicking people while they're down. Here's the thing, though. It's not I, what it is. Fez thinks that maybe he took the wrong career path, or that somehow, some way, he d- hasn't been affirmed in his soul the way that he maybe wants to be. Mm. Or, and he, if it's about something else, if it's about like someone making money at crochet or something. He'd be like, oh, more power to him. He wouldn't have it. You know, he wouldn't want people stealing money. But in general, he's going to support anyone successful. But if it's in gambling, if it's in sports betting, he wants there to be him and everyone else. And if anyone else is doing something good or winning or it seems like they're winning, he, he, can't, he wants to win every super contest. It's not the two he won. It's the 12 he hasn't won <clears throat> that really get him. It's kind of a sickness. I want to win this year bad. But am I am I right or am I right? First of all, you can forget about winning the big one at this point. It's like Phil Ivey's not going to win the main event either, hmm. right? What kind of odds you give? Well, um, first place, ten to what, one. Eighteen and one, right? Ten to one. There's like how many people are are in the West Westgate Super Contest this year? I mean, it's it's over a thousand, right? Fifteen hundred. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you might be able to, but what I'm saying is, the gold's our chance, and we were we've been yes. so. Ugh. All right, and it, but would you agree with my assessment? That yes, you, because like he was killing a site that's really well. Like he was killing like uh, what was that? Uh, established a run, which is like one of the most pedigreed sites when it comes to like people who have really made a name as analytics gurus. And I was killing them for giving out winners. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're giving out good information it, too it, early. So it's two things. It's either his ego or, or his, his pocketbook. pocketbook. Yep. Mm. Because if somehow, some way, someone's giving out a pick that somehow he can't beat the number moving because he's betting it the next morning. He doesn't care about those people making money. Yeah, he's like, I, I know I've got a house so big that I have to have half of it draped. One thousand five hundred and ninety nine entries in the super contest. First place is eighteen and two. I'll get what I. I think your odds would be honestly, if I was trying to like split the result. What do you want to know? What my record is? I'm just saying if the season started. Oh, gotcha. I would say I would put it about. Maybe this is too high, but I'm an optimist with you. I'd put it like about 700 to one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, 800 to one. Seems I think you twice, I mean, twice the yeah, chance I think of so. a random I think person. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You I think drink. that's what they do in the main event. That's that approximate right? what the pricing is. Yeah. In fact, like, that's about right. Phil <laughs> Ivey in the main event, me in the super car. The Phil Ivey <laughs> of sports batting. Except Phil Ivey's never won a main event. Exactly. That's interesting. If Phil Ivey had won two main events, he'd be like Fez. Well, Moneymaker spiked the queen on the river <laughs> but uh, the year he finished 10th. Well, yeah, he's had a lot of coulda, woulda, shouldas. I would rather play uh, – I would personally rather play uh, – what was the game he did the edge shorting on? Baccarat. Uh, Baccarat. Yeah. All right. That was easy. Mackenzie, he didn't put up much of a fight, did he? No. Huh. Well, what's Fez's record in the Super Contest? Oh, what is it? 16-4. All right, I figured that because I I, oh, I know your name. Really? I have three entries. I only talked yeah, about yeah, them. Well, exactly. one of your entries is sixteen and four. I'm staring at the screen right now. There are thirty three people that are either tied or ahead of you. So that's what you are working with. Here. So doesn't it make this diet thing even stupider? No, I've been kicking butt on the diet. Okay. It might be enhancing my my picks. Right. If so, then you're gonna have to stay. Other away. things make may, 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 may suffer like Tom, live get radio. Your, get your cane. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Now, we want to see Fez, what his new best bet is, a guy that's 16 and 4. 
in the Subaru contest. And there's crossfire. Yeah. With who? With me. Scott. Oh, my God. You're, you're taking a beating. You're taking a beating. <laughs> go, Fez, go. Minnesota Vikings, Ooh. minus seven. This is a play that surprises me. Now, this is, this is one where I said, you know what? I looked at this and I said, this is not a play I wouldn't have made in prior years. I really like the Vikings. And it's not that I like the Vikings at all. This is not a pick on the Vikings. This is an anti-Chicago bear bet. People have been busting my balls. Oh, you got the Bears under six and a half. They've already got two wins. The Bears are terrible. The Bears have had there's lots of reasons why the Bears are overrated. I'll give two games. The San Francisco game. Oh, that win against San Francisco is looking even better. What an impressive win. Yeah. In a monsoon. Yeah, but the team's playing monsoon. But why would Chicago have any advantage in a monsoon over San Francisco? Because it was on Bermuda grass, which is a really funky surface. But this is the second game they ever played or the first game they ever played on it. The the, the bottom line. Oh, I hate when the facts get in the way. If you watch that game, San Fran completely outplayed Chicago. It was the phoniest victory you're ever going to see by a team that was getting just absolutely punked for the majority of the game into the third quarter. And then the game turned. Okay. The second one, and RJ, you can relate to this because I, I know you watched it, the Houston-San Francisco game. Both those teams— I know I didn't watch it. I was going to say, what, makes you, what could possibly make you think he watched that game? Because, because we had— we, we, we <laughs> If were I was t- going to kill myself that night, maybe. Well, it, it, Houston is awful. Chicago is awful. The game was in Chicago, and it was just somebody had to lose it. It was the, the ugliest game. Both teams played horrendously, and Houston's quarterback threw a pick at the end of the game. Is Houston worse— then you thought entering the year? Half point worse. Okay. So you knew they were on the schedule when you made all those bets at six and a half, right? Yeah, they don't get to keep playing Houston. Okay. Now they got to play Minnesota. Now you, we bet over under, what was it, four? I think I gave you four. I yeah. mean, it was a good bet. Yeah. I don't know how. It, they, well, you might, they might get to four. This is fascinating. Mackenzie, get, tell us about this. So Kevin Cole does his adjusted scores, picking up the luck factors. And he says by his numbers over four weeks, Minnesota is the worst team in the NFL. Well, actually tied with Chicago and the Jets. They should be losing by eight points per game. So this isn't the this isn't the biggest adjustment. This is net net what he thought that all the scores should have been. So what, go back and look what he thought the Green Bay Minnesota score should have been. Because that's where I find you to have a problem here, which is it's first of all it's in division, home field means last yes. like, competitive games. Number two. Minnesota had some schematic advantages in that first game because they had a coach that hadn't ever called plays. They didn't know exactly what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And Jefferson running free, it, that's not normal in the NFL. Even the announcers are saying, you don't see this in the NFL. But now you could think this guy's a genius. He's going to be doing it every week. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So in a weird way, I think if you're going to throw out, I think the I, Chicago game has more merit than the Minnesota Green Bay I, I, game. I agree. You can throw them both out. And okay. I'm not high on Minnesota. I agree with you. I get Minnesota as an average team. So I'm lower on Minnesota than the marketplace. But what we're saying is it may – so the Vikings should have won by only five against Green Bay, not 17 was what Cole said. But – even with a plus five win, how bad will they be in the next three games when you're minus eight? No, no one is going to say the Vikings are a below average team right now. At, well, at most, people are going to say they're an average team. They're, they're not going but below average. What people average. say isn't always correct. At, at most, the, the experts are going to say Minnesota's either an average team or mo, most of the experts will say slay with Scott doesn't average. care what the experts say. So, nope. if, so, I'm, so I'm being conservative. I'm making the Vikings an average team. I still make this game six and a half on a neutral because I've got the Bears so low rated. This is all about I believe the Bears are a terrible team. So really, and I'm get, if, the take Bears win, if the Bears win, it will be one of the great wins. Because a seven-point dog wins a decent amount of the time. Yeah, but not in this game. 
No, I know you don't think so. Now, one other thing here. This game's in Minnesota? Yes. So the line would be like pick them or something? Well, it's not pick them. But even if you adjust four points, the line's going to be like. Well, it's all these key numbers. So the seven would go to three and a half. Yeah. But remember, though, off the trip to London, no buy. Now, that is the one that's area I'm willing to talk about that, that's Scott had the trend that teams have played the week after yeah. London mm-hmm. are 2-2-1 two, two, and one against the spread. Small sample, so it really doesn't mean anything. But all five were tied or losing in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So fatigue gonna... could, could come into play late in the game. Now, I'm on Chicago, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but there's the trends that are going in my way. One is the trend of the teams that are playing a week after London without the bye. And we two, just talked two, about one. that. 2-2-1 two, two, and one ATS, all five, like I said, losing or tied in the fourth quarter. There's also the rookie head coach trend, which I've been giving out when applicable this season, and that is rookie head coaches laying six points or more since 2012 29, 47, and 2 ATS. That includes 0-3 ATS this season. One of those was already the Minnesota Vikings, who were six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Lions in a game that they needed a score in the final minute to win that game. Should have lost that game. Poor yes, effort. Yes, they should have lost that game. But that is one, I, of, the, I, one of the games that falls into that we, trend. We, we are in the same camp if you're going to say the Vikings are overrated. Well, I just so, think game script also. Do you think, the, do you think the Vikings, though, are a below-average team or an average team? I think they're an average team. And I think the Bears are a below-average team. Mm-hmm. But I do think that this is a matchup that both these teams are familiar with each other. Last year, Minnesota, uh, the, the Bears played them really tough the first time, and in the second time, they were in they were winning the game. They gave up 21 fourth quarter points after being up 17 to 10. So I think I look at this game script, and I feel like the Chicago Bears are going to try and slow this game down as much as possible. We no already doubt. know we already know they don't pass the ball, right? And with limited, they don't pass the ball when they're trailing. Exactly, and with limited possessions. I just don't feel comfortable laying seven points, not in a divisional game, not in a matchup where they're familiar with each other and not with a rookie head coach. I agree with you that for me to cover, I'm counting on turnovers from fields in yes, the second you are. half. That's, yes, you and are. that really is my handicap. When I watch when I watch And by the way, if you look at the teams when we talk about the, the that returned from London, the ones that won needed turnover luck. They got the turnover luck in the fourth quarter. And I'm going to make to the case games. it's not luck when I've got fields I'm just that saying. Can't, th- can't throw. That I It's not going to surprise me if I come in and Minnesota's going to win by 10. We're going to pull up all the fourth quarter share and everything else. <laughs> and it's going to talk about how lucky they got that fields turned over twice. And, you know, that end game against Houston, just, you know, when I'm watching that, mm-hmm. I was just like, it's very rare that I will be laying two and a half in a game, which I did with the Bears, and be like, wow, I don't want the ball in my 20. I want the other team to have the ball in their 20. <laughs> That's, that was my take. The Bears, though, have done a good job of running the football. And I think if they have similar success against the Vikings, they'll move the chains. They'll take the they'll, you know, take the, the clock down. Time of possession should be in their favor. And, you know, I look at um, who's the, the, the new head coach, Matt Eberflus, Eberflus or whatever. Matt Eberflus. Uh, I just think that he's got this defensive mindset that – I, I I feel like he's going to draw up something here that can limit Justin Jefferson. And we've seen teams do that. 
what happened for the Vikings when they had success. Uh, what was it? The game against, I guess, was was it the game against the Lions or the Saints, whichever one, where uh, K.J. Osborne had a big game. Adam Thielen finally broke out when Justin Jefferson did nothing. Mm-hmm. But we've also seen the Vikings not have success when the other ancillary pieces don't step up. So if if Justin Jefferson's the game plan, take him out of the game, and they don't get contributions from the other big guys, this is going to be a close game. I'm not saying the Bears are going to win this one outright, and I would not make that bet that the Bears win this one outright. But I do think this is within a touchdown. And ultimately, we're going to wind up pushing, Fez. This is a seven-point game. <laughs> give, give, give me Cousins in the right start time where he's comfortable. <laughs> yes, not Monday night against the Eagles and not in London across the pond. So Cousins at 1 o'clock Eastern time, that's where it has to be, right? <laughs> yeah, that's and, the only and, spot. And that's, and that's the bet. All right, I guess you're right there because Cousins does have a much better record in that regular spot. And, yes, you, you do give the Vikings the edge at home, but – wouldn't you agree home field matters less in division games? I, I, I make it six and a half on a neutral, and the Vikings have a nice home field. So the, yeah, those, the, those but, offset. The division game, less of mm-hmm. a home field, but Minnesota, big home field. So to cancel them, normal home field, two points. I also think this is like one of the biggest games of the year for the Chicago Bears. It's the game against the Packers and the game against – How's that work out for them when they when they play the Packers in their game of the year every year? Yeah, it doesn't work out. <laughs> I own you. <laughs> I still own you. But that's what they're looking forward to. Yes. So uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, it's not a it's not a sexy pick. I'm not like thrilled about it. I made it. What did I make it? My two. So it's not like I made up my four star hey, or my know, five you, star. You know, I don't love the card when I got three favorites and I got three favorites this week. Yeah. So that's where I am. Uh, that's what you're on your four star or your five star. That play is my now. five star. That's Minnesota, yeah. and yes. that's my two star play on the Chicago Bears plus right. the seven. Next game is a triple like, and it's all of our four weight. My four weight, Scott's four weight, RJ's four weight. Well, that's great, and that is the Miami Dolphins minus three and a half at the Jets. Scott, I'll let you uh, you take the lead here. Okay. I am not scared by the hook because, and Fez, you can talk about this because I know that you subtweet or you retweeted or comment tweeted on a Ralph Michaels post that gave this stat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. he's bashing more people? No, he's just he's he's explaining further. I want so I want his explanation on this. Okay, because we this is we're talking about the Dolphins here. <laughs> we're talking about the Dolphins. It's RJ your four weight, my four weight, and AJ's four weight. All Triple right. like on the four weights. I said I'm not scared by the three and a half. I'm not scared by the hook. The stat is there have been 295 games since 2010 with a line of three and a half. That's exactly what I said. The plus two and a half on the dog and minus three and a half is good bets because the market has such, there's such a distaste for those numbers. That it's like it's 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 just, it's almost like if a house smelled really bad of like dead raccoon, the, the, the house is going to be cheaper, right? Yes. Well, if somehow, some way, you realize that raccoon isn't really there, yeah, it's that the realtor farted. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now you buy up those houses. So only thirty. What could he, only, what could he yeah. have said about this? Well, only thirty-one games have landed on three out of the 295 that have been three and a half. So, but I don't think that's the pertinent part. The pertinent part is how many did cover. That's the question. You don't have yeah, a choice only, to bet only, it at three. They have only won by only three, only 31 times has the team won by three. Yeah, the, the, the pertinent part was whether or not to buy onto the three. That was what was okay. relevant to that tweet. All right. And 
and the question is, how much is if it's twenty cents? Now I don't know, right? But, exactly, and that's the point I was making. Do, the, books are usually charging more than twenty, right? Half charge twenty, half charge twenty five, so and a fifth charge thirty. And it, and if it's if it's more than twenty, you shouldn't even consider it. Exactly. And if it's twenty, now remember going on. Let's think about this now. So if you're going on to it, you're saving yourself a loss, which is worth ten percent more than if you're buying it, up for two. Right. Exactly. All right. So that's a consideration. You want to buy on the numbers, not off the numbers. It's if, a great. It's a great point. So if it's worth eighteen cents to buy off of it, it would be worth twenty cents to buy on it. I would say whatever numbers we think we know now are all on the key numbers are too high. Exactly. And that, that was my point of my tweet where they but said you can't explain something like this. They said they said historically that it's worth about twenty two cents. And I, I said agree. now I think it's worth more like eighteen cents. And it could be less because here's the thing. You need multiple years to re- especially it matters how you do it. Really high math people can take numbers up to six and extrapolate how they would be at three. But really, if all you're doing is say, show me the two and a half, threes, and three and a halves, and how often has it fallen, you need a decade. You need a lot of time. And the game's so different than it was 10 years ago. I don't think any number really is speaking to the today's reality. And even, frankly, even just the last two years, we talked about that difference. Team down 14, mm-hmm. touchdown down eight, go for two. Extra point went to 35, you know, yeah. 35 yards. You're missing extra points. There's yeah. a lot of weird mm-hmm. score or irregular scoring. Yes. Yes. So. It all comes down to me not seeing the three and a half and not even blinking at it. Because you know the three and basically it's de- devalued that's going to land exactly three. Right, is that's your not point. what it is. It's you think this team's be- it, this line could be four and a half. Like it's like everyone wishes. But there's time. Don't don't you agree? There's conversations that happen where it's like, well, if the line if the contest line was three, I'd play it. But the contest line's three and a half. I'm not. I don't listen to those conversations. I know they go on. Yeah, to me, I don't listen to them either. So I'm on the Dolphins laying the three and a half, the as fi- you are. The funny thing, let's say it was minus three. If it was plus two and a half, they'd be saying the same thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right or wrong? Sure wish I could get three on <laughs> my hand. Exactly. Let's talk about the game. Teddy Bridgewater's got a whole week now of practice plus to get ready for this game coming off of the Thursday night game, a little bit of extended rest. Teddy, two gloves, 43 and 21 ATS in his career, especially on the road, 24 and six against the spread as a road quarterback. Who didn't have this? Who did have is the one? only one who didn't. I yeah. like it. I just didn't want to like it. You loved it. I, I, I loved it because it was minus three. And it got, oh, because it, oh, it wasn't the market's yeah. 3.2. He would have loved it at three. He yeah. wanted to like the three and a half. It's true. I still endorse this <laughs> at three and a half. He's making a different point, though. He's saying if you can shop and get a three, yes. but you're forced because of the rules of our pod here yes. of doing three and a half. I told I, 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 I told because Scott there, to, it, there, to borrow yes, all the money can, he could. What did I tell you to do? Go. You said go borrow money and go to the South Point and place it at minus three. You like to bet that much that you should go into debt? Yes. <laughs> because if we like this minus three and a half, we're saying that this is a 53% bet. Mm-hmm. So if it's a 53% bet minus three and a half, now we got ourselves a 58% bet minus three. Maybe it's only 57.5% with this devaluation of the three. That's like a 10% ROI. Let me ask you a question. We were tied for the super contest. Oh, God. Gold lead. I, I want to understand this. I want to understand. And he, he was winning, you know, throughout the year, we were winning. And this week he bets Pittsburgh, or he picks Pittsburgh. It was minus three and a half in the contest, and it was a flat three everywhere. Mm-hmm. Vito told me it was going to four. I've never seen him ever do that. And it's like the it's the highest pressure time 
Who knows what, you know, it's like one thing changes. Who knows what would have happened? You know, the irony is that 10 years ago, I was in the Money Talks Invitational. Mm -hmm. It was the same team, Pittsburgh. And I laid, I believe I laid three when it was like 2.75. And I lost that one also. In a critical but the, but time even, of the Money Talks. But that's even different, In the though, semifinals. Because, because 2.75, this was a flat yeah. three. And I'm a steal. I'm the steal guy. And I will guy. never do that again. <laughs> the funny thing was. Ever. I, I like Pittsburgh against the Jets. And uh, but in one contest it was three in the in the uh, circa, and it was three and a half in the super contest. I go, I still like Pittsburgh. He goes, you can't like three, three and a half. And I go, well, you do only if it's the Steelers at home laying the three. Yeah, right? I just dis- was, I just dismissed it, it RJ the, after like like, but you did that fast. No, but I'm saying it was the exact same yeah. team, three, three and a half, which I you know I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a coach that I trust right now, which is crazy to say because it's only been four games of this coach to come up with an adjusted game plan mm. now that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback, it's Mike McDaniel because I've been thoroughly impressed with what I've seen from this this Miami offense through the first four weeks. Bridgewater had that nice deep throw to Hill down the field, so he's got the arm strength. I don't think there's going to be much deviation from what we've seen look good about this Dolphins offense with, with Bridgewater at quarterback now. All right, so... <clears throat> To me, Fez, this is all about the line move. That's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. how, uh, where did this crazy move come from? What what's causing it? Well, it's uh, it's simple. It's a reevaluation. It's an adjustment for the absence of Tua. Right? They believe Tua is worth. And let's look at the numbers. Right? Um, so the look ahead line assumed Tua was going to play because remember he was going to play Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't he? And the line was six. Miami favored by six. At the end of the look ahead, which was after the, which is kind of fascinating. After the Dolphins had played, yeah, and after been the, in the Dolphins clubhouse. had played, it only moved to five and a half. Now that tells me, I don't know what that tells me to be honest. Because Fez, with your quarterback rankings, what what's the drop off from Tua to Teddy Bridgewater? One point, and I'm extremely confident in that. And here's why: we just saw the market agree with it when when the Bengals were playing Miami. There hit a point where it was expected that Tua wasn't going to play. The line was four and a half. And then when it got announced that Tua was going to start, the line shrank and it came down to like 3.75 in that game. So it's like three quarters of a point and three and a halves as well. But, but Fez, you're making the same mistake I think before is the assumption at the time it was four and a half was what? That it was 50 50 was going to play? Or it, it certainly no, it never no, got people, to zero. It never got it, to zero. Yeah, but it was low. It was real. Oh, I low. never, I always thought it was no, I was shocked when I heard that he was going to play. I really thought it was like Maybe it was you thought that. I thought I thought it was like 85%. But I think the market, what you say, I mean, Scott, you have your finger on the pulse yeah. of like sports talk and at least what's happening. Didn't it wasn't the sense was he could play, he might not play, but he wasn't some huge long shot to play. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like that. So I think if anything, I mean that's what I, the market was. It was, but then I felt like like three hours before kickoff, the field was like, oh, he's not going to play. That's why the market went ahead and jumped up to four and a half. And the, and the reason this is debates worth having is. If the market thought there was a 50% chance that he was going to play and it moves, let's say, a point to keep it simple yeah. for a second, that means he's worth two points because yes. one point was yes. built into yeah. it. It's a great point. Yeah, so it might be – because here's the thing, Fez. The market clearly thinks he's worth more because what's really changed – I mean, the, the, Jets, the Jets won a game. Yeah, they look, but, and they looked bad. Yeah, it's hard. Listen, Pittsburgh was in control. That, listen, I was wrong about that game. but Well, Fez, you also talked about that person that moved the Chargers line. On the Jets. Mm. So maybe that's... Influencer. Yeah. Okay, so um, 
if we go, if we look at this, it was five and a half at the end of the look ahead period. They shut it down for the games. But remember, Miami played Thursday, so that's kind of weird. And maybe they shut those look aheads down early for the I I don't know. Mackenzie, do we have a timestamp? Like, can we go into and look at the timestamp of when this line got taken down? Yeah, I was just gonna say, Bet Online had the look ahead after on Friday after the game. And they, they took it down, and then nobody reposted till after Sunday. All right, so we should have a note there, right? Whenever the look-ahead period is not the normal Saturday, we should tag it. We'll do. All right? But I was reversed. You see that? How yes. I, deduction, I think they call that. <laughs> and then, then it opened up at 3, a little below 3. Now, it is interesting that the initial move from minus 2.9 is what we had it at to 3.1. Then the 3.2 on Monday. So it's been creeping up. It's Well, it's still at 3.2. Now Westgate is saying, hey, this is going up. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they are pretty go- damn good at that. And so I think in general, if you if you like this, and you can lay the three, now is the time. Oh, absolutely. And I endorse this play. It makes sense. I'm going to give a comp I think that's really strong in this game. So the Jets, they just played the Bengals. Why am I talking about the Bengals? Well, the Bengals were laying six two weeks ago at the Jets. And by all accounts, the sharp money was on the Bengals, if anything, in that game. Bengals covered. All right? Who's better, Cincinnati or Miami? Cincinnati and Miami. I think Miami is. What do you guys think? You agree? I agree. Fully healthy, I would say Miami. Certainly. certainly. No team's fully healthy all the time. With a healthy quarterback. Certainly same category. And the only reason the Bengals got favored by three and a half was because the spot. Who do you think's better? I think they're comparable. All right. All right. So if Cincy was laying six against the Jets at the Jets, why isn't Miami laying six at the Jets? Well, they're quarterback. They don't have two anymore. Well, remember, Cincy was in a must-win, too. Yeah. And if you look at it, the opening line was six. There you go. That's Uh so, so. So this all comes down to the quarterback. Yeah. So How much is he worth? And is he worth three? Of course not. Miami has value. He's worth but two. Has got brand. It's worth it, a point and a half. Tua exactly. Tua has brand. But Tua. all Teddy does is cover. All, it's, well, that's why all we, Teddy we, does is win. You should be happy about this. Yes. This is a good thing. Not so a bad I like thing. You, I like all of your play here. I agree with it. And right. I would and I would have actually best bet Miami at three. And I'm just like after after the, the donk fest I had with Pittsburgh but, but, but laying here, three and a half. I swore never to do it again. But here's the interesting part. You had could have taken plus three on your supposed best bet, and you took two and a half. Yeah, but that's painted. That, that's two point four five right now. That the current okay, market but, but, is two point four five. So, that, so what you're saying is, it's not that the line moved. It's that you're being forced to bet something that's not the best number available today. Yes, but I still look at what the market number is today, and I don't want to take the worst of the market average today. So, McKenzie, he has an opinion on this game. It's his best bet, two and two. So, a coin flip or McKenzie? Go ahead. I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. What do you disagree with? Nothing. That's why I'm on the oh, Dolphins. Okay. You said a lot of what we're saying. I didn't know if there was something you particularly didn't like. No, I just wanted to drill down on Teddy's performance versus the Bengals. 80 QBR. Okay, it's a small sample size. That's almost exactly where Tua's been the entire season. And I'll give Scott credit talking about this a couple weeks ago. Tua's the same guy. You look at his you know, splits after play action, a lot of different splits. Very similar to last year. People are open this year. That's going to be the same with Bridgewater under center. Well, if you think I'm making a connection right now, so Bridgewater did really well. At, um, I'm sorry, at New Orleans, he was there, right? In yeah, New he well. was the backup and yeah. got brought in. They went five, five and zero. Yeah, okay. Yes. So here's the, the interesting thing: I, you can't say a new coach is Sean Payton, but it feels like it's that feel—the kind of guy that if you take a guy who makes good decisions. Doesn't have a great tools, but he can. He's passable. 
And isn't that what Jimmy G is? And Shanahan, 100%. 100%. You know, isn't that what you know? You could make the case that these really good offensive guys know how to tr- how to under- uh, how to play around the limitations, the physical limitations of a guy like Teddy, especially after his injury. Mm-hmm. And this feels like the a, a pri- first of all, Teddy chose a sign here too. Which is a sign he liked the offense. So, I mean, he had choices still, yep. I'm sure. So, to me, I'm very optimistic. We saw some good stuff, and I would have been optimistic beforehand. So, I'm not sure how much of a downgrade it is. I mean, I'm not even sure what, if it's anything, to be honest. And even if it is a two-point downgrade, yeah, it's it's still much. land on my This is pure I value. Agree. Yep. All right. That's Next game. all of our fours. <laughs> well, except fast. Yeah. It'd be his best bet if it was a half-point difference. Who's next, AJ? I'm letting you take over. All right, we'll go to uh, a double like, which is Fez's three weight and my one weight, the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, we want to hear from you first, AJ. You want to hear from me first? All right. Uh, Chiefs own the Raiders. Mahomes seven and one straight up, six and two against the spread against the Raiders. He's covered by over ten points per game. And this Raiders defense. So luckily, there's not the same coach. There's not the same coach, correct? So, do you think it's the play, like the cornerback doesn't it's, match? I up? mean, it's the same players. Yeah, is it really? These are the but, same. These same players lost by 66 points to Patrick Mahomes last year. First off, year. there's a turnover in the NFL of like 30 percent of teams every year. So, you know, same players, maybe some, but or certainly some. But number two, the, the coaching staff and the schematic difference. Though in hindsight, now with the Colts last year's um, you know, OC for the Raiders. Apparently played him pretty well. Everyone's like, how dumb it was not to go too high with uh, Gus Bradley. So all I'm saying is I don't think when you change coaches, you can look at the trends too much. Okay. I, I mean, do you agree, Fat? I do. I, I guess that's fair. I, I just, I mean, this is essentially the same defense that was there a year ago. But you're right. It is a different coaching staff. Maybe they scheme differently. Maybe. They all scheme differently. Right? Uh, okay, maybe they do seem, scheme differently. But again, are, is it, are the Raiders some kind of a defense where we think, oh, these guys will these guys will do something that Tampa couldn't do a week ago? Tampa just got carved oh, up by Patrick Mahomes. The coach were able to do it. I mean, I think what we can agree with Mahomes is he his attention wanders. Right, even in a game, it wanders. And we've never in the history of football seen a team that's a good team not cover as many spreads as KC did the year before last year. Remember the yeah. year after mm-hmm. they lost the Super Bowl? It seemed like they slept walked through every like first half. Like 10 in a row or something like that? Every yeah. first half, they just seemingly they trailed by three. And like, oh, we got to win this game. Okay. And I would make the case the Colts was that they had to look ahead. to t- See, I didn't. We messed. I messed up. Because I, I played Kansas City the week before, played against them the week after. Hmm. What I didn't see is it was revenge for the Super Bowl. They were really zeroed in on that. that especially Mahomes. The money yeah. completely came against them, too. I know, but st- I mean, I guess I don't I don't worship at the altar of closing line. Yeah, I, think, I, th- I, I think people were betting on Tampa, and they ignored the fact that this was like the re- the two-year revenge spot of the year. Yeah, and I didn't see that. I and didn't which, either. Which, which would have made us not play the Colts or against them yes. with the Colts, too. But go ahead. I think I'm on Kansas City. Oh, also. okay. Yeah. Oh, I both. Oh, go ahead. Yes. So power rating wise, I like it. I've got Kansas City six and a half better on a neutral. Arrowhead certainly has a you know a, 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 at least an average home field advantage. Some people say it's a really high one. I think what I think when the crowd is engaged like they typically are recently, it's it's more loud and and it's certainly above average. I, I like the fact that they lost straight up at home two years ago. Against the Raiders, your famous Magellan game, where they took they they circumnavigated the stadium after winning. The Once Raiders around, game. baby. There you go. Um, I also like the 
the spot against the Raiders here because normally the Raiders would have this game sort of, this is our game of the year, we're playing the Chiefs, we're going to be all in on this game. Well, you know what? You can't have a game of the year. But if, you, if they lose next week, it last, or if they lose this week, last week's win doesn't mean very much. You can't go to one and three is, a, is a, right, but in Spinal Tap, you can't go up to eleven back to back weeks. No, last it, week. no, no. It says you can't ever go to eleven. You can go to ten though, all the all you want. Now I'm not sure that analogy holds. Now they amp, but the amp they had last week went to eleven when they played Denver. Did they really? That amp it wasn't that good 11. of a game. I mean, Denver should have won that game. They, well, they they that fumble. They could have if they didn't have they their should've. running back injured. And then their second running back, Melvin Gordon, started fumbling. I don't know if you saw this. So they had Mike Boone trying to catch passes at the end of the game. They signed Latavius Murray. Is Mike Boone a fullback? What is he doing out there as the as their running back? Like I said, they signed Latavius Murray. There you go. So if, 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 if you squad. missed it, RJ, we were primed for a backdoor cover before Mike Boone started dropping passes. Um, Raiders were all in last week. I'm not saying they're not going to be hot, sky high again for Kansas City, but there's a limited amount of energy. So what we're saying is have. Kansas City has uncertain motivation. I mean, generally. It's Monday night football. It's the week after. They, they're they on Monday night nonstop. They That's eight, all they, they do. They got eight days. It's okay. They're, I mean, they're not going to be home in front of the crowd and have limited motivation. The fact they well, lost they straight were, up two they years were, ago. They were two years ago. Listen, I'm not saying for sure. All we can say is this. We know the Raiders are going to be there full bore. They're the underdog. They, if they go to one and four, it's over. Right? And we know with Kansas City, it's possible after their biggest motivational spot of the year, they might be a little flat. Like you gotta... was, I agree. I agree with you. But the fact that it's Monday night and they've got an extra day to prepare and get over that big win, I think is, is very valid. No, I think it's possible. I, but let's admit it's uncertain. I agree. The with Raiders, that. it's almost impossible. And Kansas City... I'm sure you're where it plays Buffalo the week after. And that does concern me. So, That's what so we're prevents in, a, me. in a, a Raiders is a the meat in the sandwich yeah. between, the, the like we said, the revenge and then the team that's trying to stop them from redemption. The, the old look ahead, let down. Yeah. It's a double Dagwood. Yeah, yeah, it's a sandwich. And maybe that's why this line isn't going up like you predicted. Well, Kansas City, the fact that they beat Buffalo – Makes me think they're looking ahead a little less last last year. But they know who's the number one team, right? They know who's the Super Bowl favorite. Mm-hmm. You don't think they want to make it? Because let's be honest, if they beat the Bills, that that puts a pall over the Bills' rest of the regular season. Oh yeah, because now we know who's going to get the number one, likely number one seed. No, yeah. but and also like this is what their whole year's about. This is like the Colts and the Patriots those years when the ones always played the ones, and every year they had. I, a, yeah, I, I just don't think Vegas is any good. I think they've lived off of the fact they got the four overtime wins last year. I think their season win was jacked to start the year. At I eight agree and with half. all that. I think I across the board, this, this is, is the a, first time you're getting to it. I want to bet against the Raiders every chance I get when they get a win and a cover the week before. And this is now why. Now why would they be more prone to let down spots than other teams? They they wouldn't be. So why are we because they're overrated in general? And oh, any overrated team I want to selectively play against in any good spot. You got anything on it, Scott? I would be afraid of the look-ahead let-down sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we have seen, though, from the Kansas City Chiefs, and it gets talked about it in every, in every broadcast, uh, this offense, even without Tyreek Hill, is one of the most dynamic that we've that we've ever seen. They are just finding ways to get guys the football. You Teams know that Travis Kelsey's getting the football, and he's still 
catching passes. They do that whole motion and underhand flip with Mahomes. Why does no one else do that? That play (laughs) never fails. And it works. It works whether it's to a running back. It works whether it's to Kelsey. It works whether it's to a wide receiver. Uh, It's it's like watching a video game with this offense, and and I'm just so impressed every time I see them. But let's agree, last week against Tampa was one of the games of, I would say will be one of the five or six games of the year that most convey to me information. It's the most impactful in my assessment. Because once they look bad against the Colts, it was like, well, Arizona was, who knows what's going on but with that. But they're a ridiculous but is, penalty call away in that game from coming out with a win and probably a cover against verbal the Verbal taunting. We're talk- the Chris okay. Jones call. But still, it wasn't a good, they wouldn't have covered, right? I mean, yeah, what well, I'm they saying get is, the football back, maybe they, they would not have covered. I what mean, they, well, well, they, they could have. Four minute drive. They could have. Lock. But what I'm saying is it was an underwhelming performance. And... Now, what I'm saying is after last week, the redemption happened. But when you beat Arizona as bad as they did, and then you should have lost to the Chargers, which we're not saying is an average team, mm-hmm. and maybe they're two points better. With well, their the Chargers health. weren't all injured when they beat them. Yeah, so yeah. maybe they're two points better. It still doesn't change that they're not supposed to almost lose that game at home, right? Mm-hmm. And then they get beat by the Colts, who now look even worse. Another loss, right? Mm-hmm. Is if they went into Tampa and got beat as badly as they beat them, leagues got oh, we'd be panicking. Got got Kansas City. Figured I would be panicking. Yeah. I'd be happy. Well, I'll be, mm. be panicking about the Chiefs. But what I'm saying is that one game has swung it to like you're talking about. Yeah. They're as good as they've ever been, and it answered our questions because Tampa is a fine. Like, can defense. one game ever answer the questions? I think, I think so. That we've gone from. We've well, got from Kansas City's way. offense. Are they going to be a st- big step down without the cheetah? Too, they're just fine. Did the one win for the Raiders answer questions about them? No, no, I don't think Denver's. So. Just so I agree. Yeah. I was more getting on you talking about this as like an all-time team with Kansas City on offense, and I'm just not sure that's true. And but it doesn't change that maybe this pick is is yeah. okay. I wouldn't call myself a Robin Hood Fez, especially not that stock trading platform. But what I will say is I like my audience to 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 have good things in their life, succeed, get the envelope, mm. eat. I don't want to give the envelope, I want to get the envelope. Do you think everyone knows what that means? If they don't, they better read up. Yep. <laughs> now, I these days it comes in crypto maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but are you in the crypto game fast? I am not, but people I work with are. I bet they are. A lot of want to be smart people are doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the answer is. But I know I've never seen indignation if you disagree with them. And I don't even disagree. I don't know enough about it. I tend to like be very judicious with my strong opinions. They get mad. I, all, yeah, all I know about is this Doug Polk, the poker player, was yeah. coming on apologizing for being a crypto um, well, ambassador. So things must have gone poorly for crypto. Well, Tom Brady was an <laughs> ambassador, right? Yes. Well, you, and mean, now he's getting divorced. Coincidence? Is, is that official? Well, they, it, yeah, it's reported they both hired divorce attorneys. That's a shame. Poor Tom's not getting any breaks. Uh-huh. You know what's always funny? That guy's life is just, everything's stacked against him. You can tell nerdy guys from the the way they react to a guy that gets divorced. Because they're thinking, oh, once again, the guy's getting rejected. There's something about him deep down that the girls don't like. They can identify the weakness or whatever. And then you're thinking, wait a minute, Tom Brady, like think of Leo DiCaprio being an, an analogous person, right? Is it's like, hey, I'm not saying if you're in love, you don't want to stay with your wife. But if you're not in love, who do you think's going to... Now, listen, Giselle will do fine. But typically, <laughs> who's going to do better? Even with Giselle, 
the the 50-year-old woman or the 50-year-old guy? The 50-year-old guy. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's right. Science. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it is what it is. And I'm not saying that I, I'm happy they're getting divorced. What I'm saying is it's not like – how do we know Tom Brady's not driving this, saying I want some strange and I want it now? And and now all of a sudden he's like, but for the kids, I'll resist, bite my hand and resist. But then it's like – and then all of a sudden she's like trying to boss him around? Who's to say he's not like the one driving this? Well, we don't know. That's what I said. But the yeah. but the nerdy guys are always like poor. You know, it's like they feel like somehow he's missing out, mm-hmm. right? The, Gave like, up Giselle to yeah. not cover against the Falcons. Like, <laughs> like, would you agree, Fez? When you're thinking about this, you're like, oh man, Brady's losing a piece there, isn't he? Like, that's how you think. I'm just hoping it doesn't mess up my Tampa teaser. That's that's <laughs> as deep as I go. Uh-huh. No, I think I think you go deeper. I think you go deeper. All right. We'll be back with relationship advice. Uh, me and Adam <laughs> Carolla are going to do a little, you know, rekindle. Here's the trend. Teams in week five, that's this week, who have one or two wins playing a team with one or two wins. Now, why does that matter? Well, if you're one and three, it's a must win. If you're two and two... You don't want to go under 500. These are like motivated teams. And this goes back to 30 plus years. They go over the total nearly 60% of the time. Over. O V E R. As Scott would say, over. Like real long, like four, four syllables. And it's almost by three points a game. So, fast, three points a game on a total. Is is the fifty nine and a half about in range? Perfect. So we got, and we're looking at um, seventy winners, forty five or so losers, uh, three pushes. So we're talking over a hundred, about one hundred twenty games. It's pretty strong. Absolutely. Thirty years. Now, what has me a little bit? You know what I want to do as we keep talking? I'm going to study the same spot in week seven. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to be in theory three and three is going to be analogous. Right, and um, I guess two and four is going to be analogous. Kind of already busted a two and four, though. Not necessarily. No, I think if you lose, you're busted. Yeah. Yeah. Forty yeah. okay. were two and four last year. Oh, there you go. And he, he still believed. He still believes in Trey Lance, so he believes. Made a nice run. No, he never made a nice run. Forty Niners did. Oh, yeah, but Trey I, Lance I, did not. Trey Lance not did not. Year. He doesn't run so well. All right, AJ, you take over. Next game. All right, the Andre the Giant handicap match. Ooh. RJ's three weight against, well, with Scott's one weight against Fez. Let's go. Team people. Tag me in. Versus the bourgeois. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, bourgeois. You get all the other advantages. I'm in the minority. My dad's a a coal mine. I'm going to keep this simple. Uh, I make Jacksonville a six-point favorite on a neutral, and I'm only laying seven. Oh, hold on a second. You saying that you think that one team's better than the other is not a handicap. Exactly. Let me explain why Jacksonville is undervalued. Uh, Jacksonville— You you don't believe—this is a veto play, isn't it? Let me just is this it. a veto play? No, this is a Fez play. It's not a veto play. Well, then you better start because you don't want to put your name behind this handicap. They had a stretch of nine <laughs> quarters. We've spoken about this against good competition, Indy. Chargers, Philly. Indy. Overall, in aggregate, good competition. One average team, one below average team in Philly. In the rain. They outscored these teams 70. I thought rain games don't count. Well, the rain game should be bad because Lawrence can't even hold the ball. Well, he's very good to start with. Over a period of nine quarters, they outscored those three teams 76 to 10. 
they could have been playing the Bad News Bears. 76 to 10 is like the greatest nine-quarter stretch that any team is going to have in the NFL all year long, and they did it against good competition. That tells me— well, Maybe the front runners that got—let's be honest. Some teams struggle when they start losing the, 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 the whole—if this was like 10 different teams against, yeah, but it was against two teams? And who were the teams? Indy. Indy? All right. Chargers. Uh, Chargers are mentally broken. When when Herbert, Herbert was on, had the, the cartilage issue, did you really think that up? that was like some good fight that they and were then, putting up a and, fight? And then they got up Philly, up fourteen nothing against Philly, the best team in the NFC. And then the Philly just then wiped the floor with it. Well, Lawrence started dropping the ball, and the one of those four, one of those part of the fourteen was a pick six. Well, here's there's a here's Detail? some unfortunate things for you. I just got to jump in with some facts. Go ahead. I apologize. Um, number one, Mackenzie and I. And pregame.com does, uh, we've really got our luck focused in on, the luck factors and all that. And what we finally got is the ability to say, okay, we're going to go through the entire season and we're going to take away turnover luck. We're going to address it. We're going to address luck on third and fourth downs, which are high leverage plays. And we're going to address it on field goal kicking, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to add up every, all of those factors, so, Mackenzie, go through each one quickly and just give me, like, the most extreme team in each one. So start with turnovers, for example. Jacksonville Jaguars have benefited mm. 28 points due to turnover luck. Turnover luck. Now, let me be clear. We're not saying turnovers. We're saying turnover luck. So how do we assess how many turnovers you're supposed to have? Well, PFF gives you a play-by-play accounting that this player had X number of turnover-worthy plays. Mm-hmm. We know how many plays that are turnover-worthy convert to actual turnovers. There's a ratio over multiple years. We then say this team should have had X number of turnovers. Now, we also know what the turnovers, if they happen, how many points they contributed, or EPA. And if they don't, we take the generic. If it's a, if it's a turnover that didn't happen, we can't know what the EPA was. Mm-hmm. So we just take the generic, this is the average what a turnover is. Example, team is in the red zone, Pass goes into the uh, end zone, and the defender has a clear interception mm-hmm. and drops the ball. Yes. Then they kick a field goal on fourth down. That's In theory, there's a lot of luck involved with the drop pass. And that's three luck points right there. Exactly. Is that, is that fair to say, McKenzie? Almost exactly, yeah, because you're going to get three points and not the EPA of 6.5 or whatever it is on first down, minus three and a half. Okay. So Jacksonville is the luckiest. Even though they fumble, even though Fez is trying to explain away that loss by who fumbled. He fumbled three times. One of jumped. the more fascinating games we looked at. So he lost a lot of points due to turnovers, five turnovers versus the Eagles. They got a little lucky. Compa- looking at our math, with the turnover-worthy plays and the fumbles, they actually should have turned it over or at least been punished for the turnovers more on an EPA perspective. And wasn't that game? That was a long way to get to that, wasn't it? Wasn't that game, wasn't that game a game where actually uh, Jacksonville benefited from turnovers, not Nat? Yes, yes, two points. So and the pick six. So you, did you know you were misleading the audience when you talked about those turnovers, or did we just educate you on it? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know before you told me the first time on Monday. All right, so now go quickly go to the next team or next group of plays uh, and tell us who the big underrated or overrated is. In the green zone, the Colts have been cost 35 points, 28 on offense, 7 on defense. All right, so they gave up 7 extra. So how do we do the green zone? 33 and in, right, because it's field goal of 50 yards or better, uh, or less, I guess you'd say, or touchdown. And we, we look at each play and say the EPA on each play in this red zone equals whatever. Then we, or green zone. 
And then we say, well, how can we tell how good this team really is? Well, let's look at all the plays, which are like, you know, what is it? Like, is it three times as many? How many plays are in the non-green zone, typically? At least three times as many. I have to get the exact number. The figure is if you have triple the sample size. But we don't just stop at that. Because we think it's we're not even like four or five games in the year. We don't want to overdo making assumptions now, right? So what we do is we say let's give it half to the league average and half to the, how good the team is. Because oftentimes how good the team is is variance within a year that doesn't – it's noise. So we blend it out, and then we say, well, how many points should they have scored? How many points did they score? Now, that is strong. So Indianapolis has suffered for that. Yes, most in the league. And finally, we do – Field goal kicking, because that's a an A or a B, a binary, and we know what the league kicks, we know what the EPA is, we know what this kicker is kicked, and in general, that's what we do is blend in those cases. Now, who name me the top three lucky teams that should regress, and the top three teams that are unlucky and they should have a, a positive movement to the mean. The Cincinnati Bengals, luckiest team in the NFL so far. Wow. Philadelphia Eagles. They're not going to win by two touchdowns every game. Second luckiest team in the NFL. Number three, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville? The Jacksonville Jaguars. How many points a game? 12 points per game of luck. Holy cow, Fez. Did you you consider this? No. Do you want to retract your back? No. Okay. Continue. Well, Jacksonville is outgaining their opponents by 38 points for the year. How are they outgaining opponents 38? Are you talking yards or points? Outscoring. Okay, outscoring. outscoring. Yeah, because they, they're yeah. outgaining them on the scoreboard by 38. <laughs> so 38, and we're saying how many points? 48. So that means they should be like a below average team. Minus two and a half per game. Which is better than we thought them coming into the season. But. Yeah, if anything, doesn't that make more sense, Faz? Would yeah, our numbers make more sense? It would be. I'm just looking at the, at the spread. So Washington, they're catching three, right? Philly, they're catching six. So that's nine. The Chargers, they were catching um, three and a half, anywhere from three and a half to six and a half. Yeah, it's called call five. I don't know. That's like fourteen, and then Indy, they're a dog. So they're they're like they should have been like they're catching like eighteen points, and they've been yeah, out gained the, by like. T- t- but when I offset this by ten, right? Uh, Thirty-eight minus forty-eight. Yeah, yeah. But don't you agree that if they didn't, even if they won some of these games, but didn't look so impressive, they'd be treated more like the Bears or the Giants. Yes. Yeah, and, but they're being treated like this is a, a team that had the number one pick last year and the number one pick the year before. I just can't get past that, that slew of quarters and play that they've had. It's been so good during that stretch. And you bring up the good point. Perhaps they're a front runner. And if they get behind, they're in trouble. You know what? They're, but they're favored in this game by seven. So that's not as a, con, a concern for me in this game. Houston beat them twice last year. So maybe yeah, that's good for the matchups. But again, not a, a it's a different dog. coach. Yeah, different coach. They've won eight straight in the matchup, actually. Is that right? And wow. 14 of 16. So this is the opposite of Indianapolis. And what's funny is the 14 of 16 is actually bad. Compared, you know, in general, teams against Jacksonville have a better record than 14 and 2. But yeah. hey, real quick, Mackenzie, Kevin Cole, who I respect a lot, as we know, what's his, where does he have Jacksonville in the adjustment to points on the year? Because I don't know this answer really. Can you look? He, he has them uh, winning each of their four games by six points. So that's minus four versus their actual margin. Minus four on the season or minus 16 on the season? Per game. All right. So he's saying 16 points. We're saying how many points? 38? Uh, 48. 48. So Kevin Cole says Jacksonville's above average team. 
Well, if we want to take the minus and say, but what's great about this, and we're going to start making this public sometime in the next month, but here's the thing about it. If we can have a better opinion on the game than the score, that feeds into everything we do. I agree. Right? Because that's what Strength the first step of everyone else is. Well, how they do against them. Yeah. All right, yep. continue. You got anything else? That's it. So well, I think Houston can, stinks, but everyone you knows. Can, you can I'll wrap this I'll wrap this up real mop quick. Uh, the summer line was three and a half. Did we massively upgrade the Jag- Jaguars by this much? Yes. To make them a seven-point favorite in this game? Well, I upgraded so, them three and a half. To be honest with you, that argument makes me like Jacksonville a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> what I'm saying is it's like Jacksonville, when we said it Monday, now I didn't have all this data now that's saying it does look fraudulent. But even so, I've never seen a team emerge. You see this in the NBA sometimes, right? Is a team just comes out of nowhere. They play well like Cleveland did earlier. But they usually fall at the end. In the NFL, you don't see this a lot. You see teams win but like Carolina last year, everyone knew ah, this ain't gonna last. Three and zero fraud. This feels like they. I mean, I'm talking. I know serious people got ja- a Jacksonville ticket for a plus. Um, it was 125 to one, and they're so happy they have it in their pocket. But why we're upgrading them off of two, one and a half games? Well, Colts. I think you got to reevaluate. I mean, the Colts yeah. are bad. Yes. So maybe just one game against the Chargers. They beat. The, I don't care. The Colts are bad. They beat. They beat a bad team 24 nothing. That's still impressive. Yeah. On the road. Come on. It is, but but also, I think there's some pent up like whatever degree Urban Meyer held them back. I think in the players' minds, it's been grown more because then it excuses anything that can excuse someone's failures. They like it, and so do everyone does, right? So it feels like maybe there, maybe this has been a burst of energy. Are they going to keep it up? Listen, the coach is good. I like the coach. I mean. Good. I'm just not buying the upgrades. That's the reason why the Eagles were my five. Well, how much would you? How much week. would you upgrade? How much would you upgrade um, Jacksonville? I don't think they're the worst team in the league as they've been. Yeah. I, I think they're a little under mediocre. I've been a little disappointed in Davis Mills. You got to keep in mind last week against Philadelphia that eight empty drives. They got the pick six, which helped them get up to the 14 point lead, and then eight. Empty drives. But you know what? In the cold it, Kentucky rain. They, they lost they by playing. eight points in a game where they had five turnovers. Or was it six turnovers? Well, I mean, well, like, five. So they, what game are we talking about? The Jacksonville Philly. Like, he's acting like that. But, but, or AJ, how many times are we going to have to say that if you look at the results of the turnovers, they actually got lucky and gained two points? So it's like the turnovers, this is like a night, like two years ago but, argument. But it meaning does, I would have been saying the same thing. But it does. Um, Respond to Scott's point, being that hey, they had eight empty drives, and we and and you you came up with RJ right, okay. that Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's had one other game in the in the in the rain, and uh-huh. it was terrible. Yeah, well, no, 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 that was someone um, on the athletic podcast mm. went and looked, and he only in college he had one game in the rain, and it was bad. So, um, so it might well be a factor. Yeah, well, for sure, I think it is, but I, I think Trevor Lawrence is very delicate. Who isn't? You know, I mean, more so, <laughs> more so than most. Even you. Well, you two might be at the same delicate level. I'll so. take it. <laughs> I'm just not at the point of laying a touchdown. He, with the you know, here's the thing. I'm starting to like Jags, la- or not like the Jags, but like Houston last one. Davis Mills has disappointed. As much as I wanted him to do well, second year he hasn't grown. It seems like. Number two, I would make the following point. Jacksonville has motivation because this team has been whipping. They may have whipped them last year, twice. Yeah. Colts had motivation. 
No, no, I'm just, yeah. it's, one, it's not saying you win all the time. It's a factor, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that the Jacks sucked, you know, for and now they're they're decent. I mean, especially being a seven point favorite when you haven't been a favorite like this in so long, it, you can get a little lax. I mean, we saw Detroit get a little. I mean, maybe it's that's a great point. What do we want when we lay seven? The last thing Motivation. we want is an, can a, we, a favorite that is not motivated. Can we run the winless teams in week five? Yeah, because yeah. I'm on it. Well, I know. Uh, go ahead, but I know this is, and again, the tie makes it a little weird. But we'll assume it's a, you know it's not a win. Yeah. Right? Is usually, and this is crazy. You would think like week four and five, it'd be good, meaning betting on the team. It's mm-hmm. not. But come, I think week six, it gets to be one of the best trends there is. A well, guy wrote a book on this called the Underdog Theorem. Okay, I've heard of the book. And so, but, but unfortunately, he talks about a martingale betting system where he just takes the last. He keeps betting on the. Teams that don't have any wins, and he bets against an undefeated team, and but he keeps betting double and triple and quadruple, whatever betting progressions, and he, he's won every year. Well, until the year that New England won eighteen and like, like, yeah, like when um, uh, Chip Reese said, "The all-in works until it doesn't." Every time, but it has. Yeah, that's a good, even better way to say it. Mackenzie, do this. Put we leave weeks empty. Or actually make weeks greater than or equal to four. Oh, no, greater than or equal to five. And then we can see how when it breaks. You follow me? Yes, sir. All right. You acknowledge, Davis Mills, that you're not so, impressed. So sort, sort by a year? Yeah, there we go. So here we go. Um, just to get your info. If you're five in week five, if you're undefeated, or, or I'm sorry, winless, you cover 46% of the time. Ooh. All right. And then 60% the next week. But then it goes back to 53, then it goes to 38. So all that adds up to about break-even. Now, what week is it? Week 9. When week 9 hits, if you're undefeated, check out these records. Winless. Oh, winless. I keep saying it wrong. Read the records, Mackenzie, ATS records from there on. Week 9, 79%. No, read the ATS records, please. 19, 5, and 1. Continue quickly. 14, 7, and 1. 7, and 7, 8, and 5, 8, and 2, et cetera. Three and well, eight and two, three and four, five and two, one and two, one and zero. Oh. You know so, what I'd like to see on this? Uh, yeah, do me a search of greater than or equal to nine. Go ahead. I want a winless team that has had their buy. Well, off think, the buy is one of the best. Yes, yeah, but, but I that's just not think, happening here. But I, th- I know, I know that's one of where I'm going. Is I really want to have that team to have the media just tell them they suck for a week hmm. instead of going to Cabo, actually, you know, focusing on winning a football game. Week nine or later, sixty-six and thirty-four. If you're winless, it kicks in later than I th- yeah. thought it would. But it, it shows you people don't want any part of them. Yeah, you want to be where no one else is, at least with mm-hmm. batting. Sure. <laughs> All right. Anything? Else? But my point is this. Last thing, Jacksonville, if this line went to eight, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If this line went to six, it would shock me. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I don't, this is as low as this line can be. Yep. And, and, and you know what? It's that for a reason. I think there's a lot of, I think Jacksonville is fraudulent. I almost want them to win here big. But again, I haven't bet this yet. And I probably won't now, actually. Uh, and, and it wasn't anything Fess said that convinced me. It was what you said because really thinking about it, you gotta. Act, how, how much have you upgraded Jacksonville? Three and a half points. Well, see, then I'm not even sure. I don't. Yeah, I guess it's right in line with it, but yeah. I think that's not enough. But again, now that we see these numbers, maybe I, I yesterday I didn't think it was enough. Mm-hmm. My point is, I disagree with that upgrade. Yeah. Because I, I'm not just taking the one cha- uh, uh, Chargers game 
and gushing over them. Well, and you're not even asking, Did you have you downgraded the Texans at all, Fez? Yeah, I, I brought it down to half point. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They and the Bears Their are... defense is better than... Well, the... And their running game is stepped up. Damian yeah, Pierce, Damian listen, Pierce looks good. They're, listen, they're going to be... They will make the playoffs within uh, the next... Not this year, but in the next three years. The Texans? Be. Yeah. Oof. I was going to reach when you, if you were going to say two years. <laughs> yeah. I said three. I put the I, button this, down. You know, it's remember, also my yeah. one. Play, remember so. our Miami bat? There we uh, go. <laughs> yes. Because I mean, I think these teams are willing to rebuild. Like the Bears aren't weren't willing to do that. Like the, the Steelers aren't willing to do that. And, like, and systemically rebuild. And now they're going to systemically be like mediocre and well, below Pittsburgh's mediocre. different, but we'll see. But if there's one team that should the Bears have the, are going to suck for years. <laughs> they should have the gravitas to do it. You know, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. All right, next game. Uh, it'll be my three weight, which is the Seattle Seahawks plus five and a half at New Orleans. All right, what's your thoughts? And my thoughts are that this this New Orleans defense is nowhere near what we thought it was going to be, and particularly when it comes to pressure in the quarterback. And Seattle, I, to my surprise, certainly has been very good offensively. They're second in offensive DVOA this year. And the Saints are just – this is not the Saints team that we thought it was going to be coming into the season. They're just decimated by injury, and they could easily be 0-4 right now. All right, so one thing I would say when we talk injury, I think we need to say who we're talking about, how long are they out for. And I get if there's a bunch of them, but I'm just generally thinking, is this something that maybe this week it gets better? Am I – you know, Winston, right? He's not declared out yet, is he? He's not. All right, so I don't know, but how – Winston has trouble when he's healthy. So how much is four broken bones in your back? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I don't know. I think it would hinder me. But, like, who? who Alvin Kamara missed last week. He's, I, he's doubtful this week. Michael da- Thomas. Doubtful. Yes. Da- okay. And Michael Thomas is doubtful again. What, what's his injury? I don't Head even case? know what it is right now. All right. So it, they, it's just not the roster that we thought the Saints were going to be putting out there week in and week out. All right. So is this line assuming that or is this line adjusted? It's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't How know. I don't. I don't know, know what it. those players are worth individually, but I think as a whole, I think their offense has been downgraded. But I, the more I've looked at this, it feels like. And, and remember, this is a post London buy to or post London no buy situation for the Saints as well. So a team that's banged up, we already know they're going to be tired. It feels like a thinner team is going to be even more effective. I think that's that. a really good point. Got punch loss also on the double doink field goal that missed at the end of the game. I, I think we probably just need to accept that Sean Payton may have left for a reason. The idea that he's already talking about taking other jobs or he would be open to other jobs, I think he left this roster for a reason because they're just not good. And I know everybody was looking for for a team to to back in the NFC South that wasn't the Bucks because everybody was trying to be so negative on the Bucks preseason. It, it, the Saints just weren't it. They weren't. They're just not good. Yeah, I, I think everything you're saying there doesn't make any sense. I think because what you're saying is it's injuries. And now you're saying they're not good. Which one is? But it? even when they when they were healthy, they weren't good. When Jameis Winston was out there without a broken back, they weren't good. Everyone said, "Well, well as long I mean, as Kamara's they, they not suspended." They, they played Tampa Bay pretty much even for three quarters. They won in Atlanta, they which won. is looking a lot better yeah. in retrospect. When when it happened, we we're like, "Oh, this is a disaster." Atlanta had a big lead. You know, this is a really bad game. Well, Atlanta's not bad. Let's think about this, Fez. So the win total you said was eight point seven or something. Close. That's all right. right. So just a little above break even. Mm-hmm. Okay. And does anyone have any – I mean, my assessment is typically players 
are worth a half a point if you're lucky, but if it's cluster injuries, it can be meaningful. I mean, is it fair to say that other than Winston, let's set him aside for a minute, that it's a two-point, all these injuries together? Does that sound right? Yeah, because it's cluster, like Kamara, you know, you're talking, talking playmakers, about playmakers. All your all your playmakers, yeah. right. That you've, you've although having said that, they're Draft pick Alave, who's a wide playing receiver well. playmaker, is yes, is, is certainly playing a half point better than what we would expect. And Michael Thomas is a foot, by the way, RJ. All right, cool. No, not cool, but I hear you. All right, so now, <laughs> now here's the question: Is let's assume the Saints' power rating would be, I think, plus a half a point or a point entering the season. I had him plus one. All right. And then let's assume that they're not minus one. You got a minus one and a half. All right. And that counts for the injury. Yes. Okay. Now, Seattle, we got to upgrade Seattle significantly. In, my, in fact, if you look at Seattle, they played one bad game. I mean, that San Fran game was a disaster. And it was a hangover after that, the, the win of the year for them. Yep. They, and I know Denver hasn't looked great since, but Denver's still you know, a decent team. Now, they beat Atlanta— or oh, they lost to Atlanta. They lost to Atlanta. They lost to Atlanta home. Boy, they had, if you look at this, they had, I remember that now, they had like a 60% chance to win all the way till like the 10 minutes left in the game. Well, so, well Atlanta scored in the 30 seconds left or something like that. Yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't a disaster. I mean, it was a coin flip that they would have won 60% of the time. And then they beat Detroit. So I guess what I'm saying is, could Seattle be even? I mean, could Seattle be a minus, let's say a minus two? No. Why not? Seattle's terrible. If you just looked at the, see, Fez, if you read like the, the, if, if, the if Lindy's you, magazine and then you can't get off that. I can't get past the fact the what? Denver game was just Wilson just couldn't play a lick and Denver completely smashed him in the stats and Seattle somehow stole the game despite getting annihilated in the stats in Seattle. It's so funny how the stats matter sometimes and sometimes they don't. Well, I watched the game too and Denver, but, Seattle looked terrible in that game, just terrible. That's weird. I thought they looked great in the first half. So let me ask you this. What was your over-under for Geno Smith's uh, ranking amongst quarterbacks this year? What would you have guessed? Let me guess, 27, 28? It's like 31st. Okay. Yeah. So right now, we're a quarter of the way through the season. Now, this is this is a good point. He is third in our hybrid 50% PFF grade, 50% QBR. Yeah. This is a stop... AJ, from just talking about QBR and nonstop. And, but they actually say, people have done studies on this. What's most predictive of the future in, with quarterbacks? They say this blend is it. Yeah, I've upgraded Geno Smith two points. Okay. And I, I don't think it's enough. But, but even, if, even if— That's a nice upgrade. But even if that's just the, the upgrade, the rest of the team can suck as much as I thought that well, they, they would. They're, they're already there. Yeah. And that's, that's a great point. So, I mean, how much have you upgraded Seattle? I, I've only upgraded them one. So you can't say the rest of the team is underperformed. My number's wrong. All right. My number's wrong. That's what I'm here for. Now, here's the question. Uh, oh, my God. In Mike Sando from the Athletics ranking, 35 out of 35, which is also known as last. <laughs> Why would you say 35 out of 35? They had him below Sam Darnold. He could be Think 39 about that. out of 39. I, don't th- I think they banned Sam Darnold from the list. None of us drafted him in our quarterback draft. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah. And, I mean, you know what? And we talked about this a little bit. Certain – well, actually, we were just talking about with Teddy Bridgewater. Geno – now, you know Geno Smith is a mm-hmm. you know New York guy. Is Would you say this is a fair assessment? He couldn't make plays off a schedule. 
But if it was like go be comfortable, go back, you know, drop back and hit a target, do some, you know, he was decent. Like, yes. he had a, like he's the kind of guy that in he a, has the skill set in a skills competition would yes. do what he could throw the ball in the barrel. Yes. Well, it seems like what they've done for him is create that kind of offense. I agree with that. I tell you, I, and what someone else from the Athletics said, I thought it was right on point. The league has come to Geno Smith, meaning against these two highs, it's about hitting that Drew Brees pass, mm-hmm. and he's more inclined to that. That's a great point. It was. So they're used to playing a defense to stop Drew Brees, and now they're like, well, or, or to or, stop or to Mahomes. Stop, yeah, and yeah, Drew Brees was the type stop of, a Peyton Manning type. Exactly, yeah. and, and and this game manager type. Uh, yeah, I personally, I like both sides. I mean, it's just, what I'm saying is I, I think Seattle's trending in the right direction. Now, how bad is Detroit? I mean, we're going to get to Detroit. How bad is their, their defense? It's the worst defense Terrible. in the league. I mean, it's crazy. Because sometimes, like, the Bears are playing, and you ask yourself, who's worse? Like, I know you got an opinion on this, Fez, but it's like, is is the, the putrid offense worse or is the putrid defense? Minnesota has a horrible defense. Mm-hmm. Chicago has a horrible offense. What wins? The defense. But it, but, but here's why. But Seattle had a horrible, in a way, a horrible offense, and they put up yeah. 40 some against a horrible. That shows how terrible. I mean, Seattle's yeah. offense is probably mediocre and not, not horrible. Yeah. Okay. Because a horrible offense, think about this, you have to be able to complete the pass. Even if there's no defenders, if a guy's wide open on a bomb, yeah. you got to be able to get it to him. Yeah. Well, who, who can't do that? Justin Fields. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. A lot of people might be confused, like they were about Trevor Lawrence last week. That I was saying, hey, Justin Fields is showed some signs, and what the signs were, some big throws last year, where his rate of big throws was like fifth after the halfway mark of the year. He hasn't developed anything else. It seems it's worse, mm-hmm. and it's funny because the coach there got so much heat last year. I don't know. What about Eberflusy Woosie or whatever? I mean, is how do you say his name? Eberflus. Well, who whoever would name themselves that? Meaning, back in his lineage, who would have said, "You know, our name Eberflus called this house the Eberflus house." It definitely wasn't the name. They definitely got to Ellis Island and said something, and they wrote it down. But don't they like, usually anglicize those names, not yeah. make it like more obscure? <laughs> All right, now we. So I guess what I'm saying is, I like Seattle. I hear you. I'm just worried if we're late to the party in a way. I don't know. I just feel like Feds, when people look that bad on national TV, I know it was the morning game, but did they? Maybe they didn't look bad. The Saints almost Saints won. Saints look good. You would say it made them look good. I, I think most of the people only watch the second half. Where that's, they, a, that's a good point. You know? That's a good point. Just like in the Monday night game, more people were watching the first half. Yeah. How? I mean, you thought Atlanta looked. So this is interesting. You came in Monday talking about how you thought Atlanta looked. Oh, I'm sorry, not Atlanta. Um, Minnesota looked great. I didn't think they looked great. I just thought that they they moved to three and one. They're not out of the mix in the NFC, is what I was talking about. So you don't like the teams without good quarterbacks. I don't typically. Don't you respect them for like plodding along and trying to win still? Depends on how good the quarterback. Like, did, did you like the Steelers with Duck Hodges? No. <laughs> did you like the Steelers with Duck Hodges? I like that they didn't have a losing season. We don't lose. <laughs> we'll see this year, aren't we? Hey, by the way, you AJ, you get the um, revenge game in the Buffalo game. Yeah, I do. Because, you know, last year the Steelers, you know, beat him pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And he came in and goes, that was a lucky win. It's like, huh? Lucky. What was that about? What was your rationale? I, it just 
it was a game that watching the game it didn't felt go like the way you wanted it. It didn't to. go the way that the, the game looked like it should have gone. You know what's funny? I actually heard about this after the Steelers came out and did something entirely different defensively that they weren't ready for. Mm. It is interesting. I'm in week one. Sometimes you got to throw like the Minnesota game. There is a tendency to overvalue Lay, that. laying big points is a big danger. Yeah, and I think play more like less teasers. Oh yes, more volatility and more money line dogs. We'll look at the survivor pools getting smacked around. All these seven point favorites losing. All right, next game, the uh, double no Scott's three weight. The, the first game of the night or first game of the day in London. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, wake I'm up. not going to do my impersonation again. Let's wake up with tea and crumpets, everyone. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants plus the points. Oh, shocking yeah. development here. Yeah, plus the eight points. Who's your quarterback? So Daniel Jones, the latest, so report, latest report from practice was that he uh, did straight dropbacks, sprints, play action, bootlegs, and looked good. Now okay. Let me, so let me explain or let ask you a question. Mm-hmm. La- there's some quarterbacks that play well banged up. Mm-hmm. Some don't. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I would make the case – that Kyler Murray doesn't play well banged up. A great example. Yeah. Big Ben was a case of a guy who did. Yeah, he's tough. Sure. Tough as nails. Justin it, Herbert, clearly a guy who does. Well, you got to win the games. Oh, okay. But but I guess maybe. I don't know. So here, Herbs, here's <laughs> the thing. Daniel Jones was a disaster after he got hurt last year. His neck. Ooh, yeah, but that's strong. That's, that was a, a significant neck injury. But, he was, but at a certain point, he was ready to come back, and he still played a lot and worse. And he needs to be able to run with all the skill position players yeah. hurt, right? Well, that's the thing. He's, ho- he's hobbled. Run down those skill position players. We got Is Tony out now? Uh, Kadarius Tony is not on the injury report. Sterling Shepard's done for the year. Um, he got fined, too, I saw. Did Sterling Shepard did? Yeah, yeah, he got fined for something happened before he got hurt. So he's out for the year, and they find him. Mm. So last week, the Giants looked like a service academy playing football, right? They just, so running the ball. They just ran the ball. 44 rushes for 262 yards. That's how you're going to beat Aaron Rodgers, is playing keep away. The, the, the Packers have allowed the 11th most rushing yards in the NFL, so they're kind of like a little worse than league average. They're 28th in, in DVOA against the run. They're, they're bad so against they're worse. the run. Who, when we say they, who is it? The Packers. The Packers. Okay, yeah. So, so there you have it. That's an advanced stat that shows you that they're worse than their the league average against the run. Should we play Saquon Barkley just for carries? He had a lot last week. I think he's going to have but probably over have 30 this week. Area. Yeah. So the, over 30? He had over 30 last week. I'll take under 30. Wow. 30's a lot. What do you think, what do you think the uh, carries will be? He had 31, 31 for 146 yards last week. We got, we got a line on that yet? I think. Um, Mackenzie, check that, please. Yep. And we got the Daniel Jones uh, info up from Roto World. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so did they say anything? Because the, the report that I read was the exact quote from the article in New York newspaper. He did straight dropbacks, sprint outs to his right, and play action bootlegs to his left, which is the play that he scored the touchdown on twice last week. The play action bootleg. You never heard that before. Daniel Jones scored two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, this makes sense because the line's eight, and their second-string quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, is probably not going to be available. No, he's not available. He's it, would be, it would be Davis Webb uh, who would be. Now, now was Davis Webb? Was, he was with Buffalo last year. So, he's yes, so he, wasn't, he wasn't there during the preseason, right? They just picked him no, up. No, he's I been with he the Giants. Yeah, okay, yeah. yes. But, okay, that was thank a mistake you. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. been with the Giants. Um, I think you look at the time of possession for both of these teams. Now, we got to get to Green Bay, right? For both of these teams, they're averaging over 30 minutes per game of time of possession. Which Wait, means, that's half the game. Which is telling me that the Packers <laughs> aren't scoring quickly. And the Giants are also having long, sustained drives because of their running ability. Oh, so this is going to be the famous, the eight points is worth more. 
There's a total of 40 and a half in this game. This is the first time since 2017 where it's a matchup of two teams that are scoring and allowing fewer than 20 points per game at this point in the season. All right, so this has nothing to do with the total. We're saying just their performance so far. Yes, and so when you look at both of these teams not scoring, playing good defense, and controlling the football— so is this correlated? You... Yes, I think this is a low-scoring game that the spread, the eight points, is way more valuable than it would be if this game was going to be higher scoring. Because the team totals right. for both of these teams, tw- like this total is telling me it's going to be a 24-16 game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got to tell you And son, both of those let... team totals are juiced to the under. Here's what I would say, Fez. Close your eyes and think Giants cover. Is, is there many times that it's a shootout? 17 13, Aaron Rodgers is cussing out. Not cussing out, he's just shaking his head at his idiot receiver that ran the wrong, and, wrong and route. Now, London in general, though, leads like the, the problem here taking eight. What I would do is look at it on the money line because wouldn't you agree London's a high variance game? No, because what? the favorite. I love the way you said. It, no, I, I thought I thought, we, I thought we, we knew it was high variance. The favorites, you know, it might be high variance, but the favorites do very well in London. Yeah, I were the big favorites. So too. when I think about high variance, I think about. Fa- I, I should caveat that I don't see it as being high variance in favor of the underdog. I don't so see the underdogs ga- pulling so upsets. Five Those are two games. separate things, though. Right? Yes, is, is there yes, a tendency? True. Yeah, yeah. So five games played at this stadium. Uh, uh, they've gone four and one to the over. Okay. So now, whatever that means. Fine. Yeah. Do you have the Jacksonville, or I'm sorry, the London games that don't involve Jacksonville? I just want to see what, because in general, who had that trend about bigger have, favorites? Yeah. It was yeah. like Joe. Scott did. Okay. So what's that trend? Oh, you're ignoring that one for this one. No, I'm saying, in, in, yeah, and the favorites do well. If uh, London favorites well, without the, favorites, yeah. London favorites without the Jaguars are 15 and 8 ATS. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. And I wonder if we have the game by games. Is what about favorites above six or more? You know, like whatever that threshold. Back to there's not enough time to game plan and put in quirks and just the better team wins. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think that's how you explain. Do we worry about a first year head coach? Going to London. Yes, because in theory, on Thursday night, it's a huge problem. And this is also something, especially early in the year, where you're just getting your bearings. And and your quarterback is. You know, limited practice. Yeah, yeah. I think this could be a. I think this could be a. Uh, I see both sides of it because if. It, but I tell you this: if you play the Giants, I think you got to go the under with. I think there's a correlation. I agree. There. I think so this I is really at, strong. That that you, you parlay to the under with the Daniel Giants. Jones on the road, thirteen and six ATS away from. You know what's home. funny? The Giants plays really well on the road. The Giants have been good on the road. Uh, since like 2006, it's crazy. Too much pressure in New York, big market. Mackenzie, pop up. Just do Giants and and then keep the season open. I, I want you guys to see this. Could on be the, because they're so in a way they're so bad at home. Like they're they're so, such a little home field advantage that their their road games are strong. Could be. Could be. And and the reason for that would be if half your games you have a unnatural depression or, or if your if your scores or results are being depressed. Well, think about it. Let's do the opposite. Your team has an amazing home field. Amazing. It's like six points. They're going to usually be overrated because teams are just looking at their home games and saying, hey, it's normal home games. Huh? And it's like if you're winning because you let's say that the opponent had to wear three pound ankle weights when you played at home. You're going to win a lot of those games, but you're going to be overrated. Boise State. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting For years. Thing. 
Yeah. So to me, I think if it's the opposite, you have a bad home field, you're going to be underrated. Yep. So it doesn't make you any better on the road. It makes you undervalued on, everywhere. That makes sense. Or on the road. So check this out. Let's go back to um, Mackenzie. What year looks like the best? If we're looking at ATS, I mean, go back further than that. Uh, keep going. Let's go back a little for six and three, nine and one. Yeah, let's start there. Four and uh, okay, so four and three in two thousand five. Six and three, nine and one. Is that eight, six and two? Four and four, three and four, seven and three, four and four, four and four. Now, boy, I guess it went for a while break even, and then seven and one, six and two. So do two thousand five on just to see. I bet it's like fifty eight percent. Which, on the road. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, with Daniel Jones at quarterback, it's 13 and 6. And that was my point in general yeah. is that Giants yeah. have been good on the road. So this is what? Uh, 60. 60% on the road since 2005. Now that's unusual. Hmm. But Coughlin was really disciplined. And yeah, part of you're being not, on the. If you're, not five, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're five minutes late. Yeah, and that helps on the road. Yeah. Anything else in this game? I just think this, my, I, I, I see this game as a 24 17 final, which is right around the total, right, right at the total of 41. And it's a seven point. And Barkley is going to get thirty eight carries. Yeah. Have you have have you reevaluated? Have you downgraded Rodgers, Fez? Yes, I got him fourth best quarterback, two and a half points better. Remember, he's the dude I took number one. <laughs> I won the number one. I thought that was a way. All right, strange I was thing. not. Yeah, I was doing baseball. Ah, all right, next game. Uh, Fez is two weight. Two weight. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers plus fourteen. I got to tell you, this would have been a five weight. Other than the fact that the market is like fourteen point one five, okay, and so I'm I'm not even getting a good number at all. I don't understand this line. I love the Steelers catching the fourteen. The spot you're not making up for last week, Fez. The spot all the all the, 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 all the hate you want to talk you want to talk about yeah Pittsburgh is <laughs> Pittsburgh is very um, um, appetizing this week. <laughs> the uh, the spot is terrible for Buffalo. We talked about Dagwoods, you know, and look at well. You get, you, you've got a situation where Buffalo, not only do they have Kansas City on deck. Mm-hmm. Which they, for them, it's the game. Yes. They just played Miami and Baltimore back-to-back. So now you've got three contending contenders in their conference that they're playing. And, oh, in between, they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. The only thing I don't love about this game— They get revenge. —is the revenge. Mm-hmm. The week one— <laughs> The fact that they lost the game, but the fact that they're laying 14 and just a, just a few weeks, a scant, two weeks ago, this line I think was nine and a half, and now it's 14. My goodness. Uh, Pittsburgh is not a team I think that gets blown out very often. They're a team of character. You, you worry about Pittsburgh when they're laying 14, maybe not bringing it. Catching 14, circle the wagons, Pittsburgh Steelers. Biggest underdog spot in Mike Tomlin's career by far. Mm-hmm. His previous biggest, biggest line was against Kansas City in the playoffs last year, 12-point dogs. Uh, before so 14. That, before that, you go back to 2007, his first year, they were 11-point dogs to New England. And, I, I mean, that was a the un, was that the undefeated, undefeated year. Yeah. Yep. This is also this is the first time. And remember, the Steelers – I'm sorry, remember, the Steelers beat them the year before. Uh, so what year was it that Brady was out the whole year? Next year, 2008. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Steelers whipped them in New England. I was think I inverted. I was thinking it was revenge. But go ahead. I'm sorry. This is the first time since the 1970 merger that the Steelers are this big of an underdog. They were the only team in the NFL to never be at least a 14 point underdog. Well, the game hasn't played yet. We'll see what happens. And Buffalo's right? not healthy. I mean, Buffalo's got injuries all over. You know. So. But but the question is, can Pickett take advantage of the safeties specifically? You know, the D backs. That's a great issue. question. And this is kind of Kenny Pickett is kind of a reprieve for Buffalo. They've already seen Lamar 
Tua, Tannehill, and whoa, Stafford whoa, this whoa, season. Whoa, 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 Tannehill and Tua compared to Kenny Pickett. Well, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. We don't know what he is. He hasn't. He's, he hasn't had a ball touch the ground yet in a game. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. I mean, I got to. You, you look at his QBR. His QBR was pretty good for the game. Boy, what what will be the the prop on Will Pickett throw an interception as a fourteen point dog? He's got to be like seventy percent. You know. Yeah, but I don't think. Yeah, as a fourteen point, I hear you. I don't think. The, the, I don't think Pickett's going to be more prone to interceptions than any typical rookie. I don't. He's I mean, not, I agree. He's not listed yet. Just more prone in this game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you know, I don't know why Tomlin's doing what he's doing. I mean, it seems weird. They had a uh, what was the situation when they were leading up to the Jets? You think that would be a game to let him play, but not put him in at halftime? And now he's got yeah, to go put him fight. in the biggest underdog in Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers history. Yeah, I don't know, but listen, t- maybe he's trying to trial by fire. You don't know what's going on in the locker room too. There could well be an issue, you know, going on with the incumbent that they's like, we just can't, we can't have this. That anymore. happened at halftime, maybe. But I mean, the question is, and we had a pretty heated argument last week, Fez, is, and again, I just don't like people being humiliated, you know, like teams being. You know, I like to, you know, tell the truth, but nicely. You like to, you know, for shock value is what, I don't know why. Would it be fair to say that I use derogatory comments about teams five times more than favorable comments? And and people, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, But but let's just look at how good Pittsburgh is, because I don't think they're very good. 24th EPA on offense, 20th on success rate. So I split the difference. Let's say 22. But here's the thing on defense. Defense, they're 13th on EPA, 12th on success rate. Now, Fez, that doesn't – you had him like 28th, right? Yeah, I got him 27th. So at some point, like EPA is the gold standard at this mm-hmm. point, right? And I'm not saying it's perfect, but, but when you add it with success rate, you get a pretty good feel. What does Football Outsiders have, AJ? Can you look that up I for me? I can look it up. All right, so if we j- – now, I actually heard someone else, Kevin Cole was talking about he weights at 2-to-1. Like, mm. I, So maybe we keep – we were talking either 60% or 2-to-1 offense, defense. So if we go um, – if we go uh, 24, 22 twice and then we'll go uh, 13 once, so what do we got there? It's going to be like something like 18 or 19? Pittsburgh 10th in defensive DVOA. All right, and how about offense? So we got a 13, a 12th, and a 10th. And, and the amazing thing here is you're making a case for Pittsburgh being above average. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm making a case you were still you were even wronger last yeah. week than we thought. So 25th on offense. You okay. know what? Let's make Pittsburgh the worst team in the NFL. All right? Why not? We'll okay. make a, even if we do that, by my ratings, that would make He's the— like 17 one. That would make the spread 15. Does it, does it worry you that— So, I mean, they, one point better than the worst team? I think so. No, I think you're right, actually. I've been scared of this game. The Bills are kind of front runners. Five, they've been double-digit favorites eight times going back to last year. Five, you one, and two. Pick on this game? I don't. They it's love. so funny. He, he, the Bills have a lot of double-digit wins. Arms, I mean, do, are we they're, not discussing they are things? They are no, I'll, I'll, I'll just shut up. What I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is, you always have the same teams that you back. At some point, there's got to be contrary information on the Bills. At some point, but I've never heard you say negative things about it. Because they're bullies. I mean, the, they do beat up on people, and uh, it is a concern. True. But you know what? They can beat up on Pittsburgh and win by double digits. They still don't cover if they win by 11. Wouldn't we agree that this is analogous to a team that plays in the NCAA tournament in two days? 
that if they do get up even by 21, this is a game maybe they don't press, keep their foot on the gas, and maybe the back door's open. Because yes. they got Kansas City next UCLA week. UCLA's playing Cal- UC Irvine here. Yeah. And they got they, they got to worry about Arizona in two days. If I like Buffalo, <laughs> I'd look at the first quarter because I think they're going to come out. At, the crowd's going to be mm-hmm. energized. Because they lost there last year. I think the, the, the beginning of the game is tough for Pittsburgh. I like him for the you game. You know, I just had an epiphany. I want to play Josh Allen under for rush yards also. That's a, no he reason. doesn't want to get hurt before the Kansas City no. game. What's the last there? year before the Kansas City game, when, when the Bills were at Kansas City, uh, they but beat the, the— The week before, you're saying. The week before that, they beat the Texans 40-0. to zero. Okay. <laughs> that, was I'm just mis- saying- that was a misleading final. Oh. I had that at 33. <laughs> Josh Allen rushing yards, 44 and a half. Oh, I love under. You like that? So 44 and a half times 17. And how's that compared to the 500? Let me see. Four, all right, uh, any other thoughts on this game? Nope. All right, next game. Uh, double like in the last weighted game. It is yours and my two weight, RJ, the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. Okay, so this assumes 773 yards, by the way. Wow. Right? There's so no... let me do it one more time. It's, 40, it's 45? Was yeah. that right? Yeah. 45 times 17 equals 765. That's ludicrous. There's no way was, Josh Allen would get like 800 yards rushing against like cup, all the cupcakes of the league. Well, first of all, Pittsburgh's defense isn't cupcake at all. Yeah. Right? And if anything, and, and they got some, I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick's the kind of guy that can help with a Josh Allen. Plus, too. although Pittsburgh has a bad rush defense, that all the more reason that Josh Allen doesn't have to do the running. He mm-hmm. can give it to, you know, to, the, to the running backs. Fitzpatrick did not practice on Wednesday. Hmm. Who didn't? Minka. Minka. Oh, yeah, that's oh a, I saw that. That's a good point. That. The two best. He's going to be the, fine. The two best Steeler defenders are banged up. They're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. The defensive guys, You, I mean, what, what's hurt on him? Uh, knee. Okay, yeah. Knees. And Cam Hayward uh, didn't practice, uh, limited Thank with you. ankle and elbow. Uh, so what I would say is, and we don't have to pick this, to, I would say, one, it's more like, I don't know, this one feels like it could even go to 14 and a half. I could see 13 and a half. I'm too. waiting for the yeah. second of 14 and a half pops up at the local station or coast property. <laughs> I'm hanging up the phone, AJ. Sorry. I'll get back to you driving okay. over. I, other than that, though, and I agree with you, um, I wait until because those those you know with with Watt out, you know Mika and Haywood are the key, you know two best defenders, so no doubt. But I but I tell you this, I it still doesn't affect that rush total to me. I mean, yeah, it would, I think it's a great bet. It'd be a good bet if they're, they're hurt. And again, with knees, it's almost always rat. You don't miss games because of knees if you don't blow out. You know, oftentimes it's just a, you know a reoccurring or an ailment yeah. that what would it be uh, chronic? Sometimes it's just bad knee. You know, I don't know, but maybe sprained knees. But okay, AJ, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I was just looking up what uh, Josh Allen did in that Texans game because I was thinking he wouldn't run either. He ran forty yards in that Texans How, game. What's the usage? under the week? What, it would be under the what, week before Kansas. City. What's the usage though? How many how many rush uh, attempts? Six carries, forty one uh, yards. So he did run. Yeah, but remember, and he also didn't play in the end of the game. Mitch Trubisky was playing the end of the game. There's, oh, we've seen enough of that. <laughs> well, maybe Trubisky's bringing all the secrets over. Oh. Um, but what, what I would say is, I feel like Buffalo is a year older, and in one heartbreak further along, I think they're they got to be more mature about. I mean, let's be candid. After the first two games, they haven't looked good. I mean, I know we all want to say they're. The, I mean, how much have you downgraded them since since the, the Tennessee oh, was a great point and a half? They they hit nine and now I got them seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of that, there's injuries also. 
Yeah, but first off, to some degree, if you have a couple of safeties out, it's like every team's going to have in- who yeah. doesn't have injuries, right? Every team does. At least I don't some- know if the Eagles have any. All right, so there's a couple of teams that don't, but mostly I don't think the Bills right now are banged up worse than an average team, are they? Maybe because it's clustered. They are. They are. I don't know. It's maybe you're paying more attention to them. Well, that's that's. I think simple. what you said is key, RJ. It's cluster. It's, yeah. it's several injuries in the second. What's their, no, their number two wide receiver? Is he? Is Mitch? Is See, whenever you're saying number two wide receiver, the conversation. No, oh, he's good. I'm just. Uh, I should all, know. They're all good. Mitch, what's his name? The Bills' number two wide receiver. Does anyone know? What Gabriel Davis? Yeah, uh, Gabe uh, or McKenzie? Gabe, no, Gabe. Or Isaiah McKenzie. He's the one that's there now. Yeah, they're both Gabriel Davis and Isaiah McKenzie. Yes, Gabriel, Gabriel Davis. Davis. There's no way the Bills or any team could win without Gabriel What's Davis. What's the status on Gabe Davis? <laughs> <laughs> it's me like, do you want to make that better or not? Do you got me the info on Gabriel Davis? Gabe Davis practiced in full. Oh, well, then Wednesday. everything's okay. All is Never well. mind. All is well. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Hit us, AJ. Atlanta Falcons plus eight and a half. You and I have a double like on this, RJ. Uh, I think the Bucks defense had some holes exposed last week against Kansas City, particularly against the run. Letting Kansas City run the ball like that was alarming to me, and the Falcons have run the ball well all year. They're the second-best rushing attack uh, per DVOA. And on the other side of the ball, the Falcons, their weakness on defense is against the run, 26th in DVOA. But guess what? The Bucs don't run. They don't even pretend to try to run anymore. They're 29th in rush DVOA. Last year they had six carries, six for three yards. Last uh, week, you mean? Yeah, last week. I apologize. Uh, the Bucks. 22nd in yards per play, sandwiched right between the Giants and the Texans. I just don't trust this offense as eight and a half point favorites. I don't care who it's against. Atlanta's been in Boy, every game talk, this season. He's almost talked me off of Atlanta. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're two, Atlanta's two losses have come by a total of five points. They're, they're just not getting blown out by, by teams. And the Bucks don't seem like they're built to blow anyone out right now. So. First thing I would say is I think it's probably misleading about the rushing. We're talking Tampa here because it feels like the Bulls in that team is so about, and then Kansas City, the other side, the defensive rushing, they're so about how many guys you have in the box, what are you going to give us, we're going to take it. The last time I remember Kansas City rushing this much effectively was against the Bills. Not last year, but the year before. Mm. Remember they went up to yes. Buffalo, that game was postponed. And because um, of, you know, it was Tennessee did something. 20 to 9? It was, I don't remember the final of the game, but what I remember is they ran for like 280 yeah. yards and hardly passed. Why? Because the Bills were just starting to figure out how to do the too high or whatever in a way that maybe could work, and it didn't. Andy Reid just tore it up. So then Bowles comes in and says, hey, you, you won't run on us. And they just did. They had the discipline to do it. You look at ten. You look at um, Tampa. Otherwise, their D's been as good as any time. Better. It was better than last year. So if, if if we say there's one game that they were bad at on D, and it's against the best quarterback in on earth, or one of the best against Andy Reid early in the year, still week four was early. That's when he's so good. And they played unlike any time or hardly any time Kansas City ever does that. So it was it was more of a chess match that they lost, it feels like, than exposing Tampa, Tampa Bay's there, D. There were several plays in that game, and I'm not going to excuse them for giving up 41, but obviously they fumble the opening kickoff. They're down 7 nothing. Yeah. But there were several plays. Freeze it, like three-quarters of the way into the play, where there's Mahomes, there's the defenders, and I'm like, Tampa's stopping them. They are not scoring here. 
eh, Mahomes just does pulls rabbits out of his hat and does what Mahomes does. No other quarterback can do that. But wouldn't we agree that if you're ever going to have three good games and one bad game as a defense, is the most excusable bad game is against one of the best offenses in the league that has wicked revenge against you and runs a game plan contrary to what we expected from him and we didn't have an answer. Yes. That, that, that's not saying that that's not a negative, meaning Tampa's got to get demerits, but it, that, wouldn't you say, AJ, that's about as small a demerit as you can get? Yes. And otherwise, the D's been really good, right? Yeah. So They were really good against Green Bay the week before. I don't, yeah, I don't think that even though they had – here's the thing about Tampa. If you look at the – and again, let's, let me be very specific. You can go and get the play-by-play from the NFL, and with every play they give you like 350 attributes, like who the referee is, what the weather is. Like every play they just have it. And literally, was there a safety score? If so, who had the safety? Every possible thing that could happen, there's a column for and when you keep hearing people talking about the play-by-play or fast star is one of the words they use, which is like part of the system in R for programming. Some of you know what I'm talking about, some don't. Okay, is in it, w- with that system, you get the chance to win the game based upon the NFL projection after each or before each play, effectively. What's a ch- at this snap? What's the chance to win the game? Mm-hmm. If you look at Tampa Bay, they lost by ten last, you know, against KC. And then they lost by what was the final here? They lost by um, two, two against Green, Green Bay, Bay with a missed two point conversion. If you look at their chart of win percentage, they were above 500 in the Green Bay game for about ooh, I don't know four minutes. In the rest of the game, it was like a precipitous drop to about 15 percent, and it never got above 15 after the second quarter. Mm-hmm. They had no chance or hardly any chance to win the game. Against Kansas City, it was pretty much the same thing. So, Fez, if you, I mean, you look at those two for kind of a close score, there's, no, there's so much uh, white and no blue, which right. is the graph. I just think that the scores are a little bit deceiving. And it, the Tampa just got whipped. And then you think— It's deceiving against the Saints, too, because it was 3-3 yeah. for most of the game, and then they got up 20-3. to And then they, you, you look at that chart, and it spikes of 100% early in the fourth quarter because of turnovers and, and issues. Yeah, but it was about 50 throughout the game, and right. then it spikes the last you know, eight, ten minutes. But Saints are horrible, didn't you hear? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but I agree with, with AJ in this way. The Saints are a disappointment. So the fact that the one good games against Dallas— and whatever the case was, Dallas looked like it looked like it was like the game was over before they because Tampa was able to run on them. They didn't know what to do schematically, and the game was it didn't feel like it was even in doubt. Meaning it, it felt like a, a coached win against with the Tampa. And it Dallas. was like it was like Tampa knew the plays. Yeah, there called. was something weird there. I it's almost like Sean Lee was consulting with Tampa <laughs> against <laughs> Dallas. Exactly right. He was worth. By the way, Scott, you weren't here, but Sean Lee is worth like four points to the points because throw. he knows. The plays. He's better you know than Van Der Esch and, and anyone else they put out there because exactly you can identify. He's like he should have coached. He's he's the guy that he would have them calling with Jack Four when someone goes all in against. <laughs> well, I think you'll notice the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since he retired. That, well, now that's go. a good point. <laughs> or a playoff game. Right? So I, I guess what I'm saying is I think Tampa is a little fraudulent, and and let's look at Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is horrible, but how good's their offense? Where do you? I mean, I know you don't have your offense, defense, but like, what, what would your guess be? Average, right in the middle of the league. No Cordell Patterson now. Patterson's out. This guy? yep. He's yeah. out, 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 out yeah. on the IR. Oh, see now, I gotta admit, I didn't know that. That concerns mm-hmm. me greatly. 
Tyler Algiers ran Ooh. the ball well. Uh, well isn't that a casino? Uh, I think there was something. Is it Algiers casino? <laughs> there was. It's not Tangiers, though. Is that where the Raiders play? All right. I'm, I'm renouncing my pick. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I am. Because you're not renouncing. I'm renouncing. There you go. Because I listen, I, I I know he was beat up. Then he played a whole game, so I thought he didn't he, play the whole game. He left during the game. Yeah, God, I didn't watch Atlanta. I said, what the hell was I thinking? Cleveland and clear. Yeah, McKenzie, you think you'd win your pick if 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 the main guy from the other team gets out? Seven penalties to one. Shady. <laughs> he, he, sh- shady. You think you think the ref said we want Atlanta to win? So they were not going to let the Browns be three and one. They just weren't going to let it happen. W- then why did they schedule such an easy? Uh, it seems like they front loaded the schedule easy for him. So that th- this argument wouldn't have such wouldn't sound right. <laughs> McKenzie making the excuse like bad news bears when the pitcher sucks, and he's like, hey, no rosin, stink in field, no warm ups, the wind, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Here, here's some uh, some trends. Atlanta um, in the last 20 years, they're the 28th team to be 4-0 ATS. Uh, okay. Those teams in Week Five, 13, 13 and one ATS. Now that's interesting. Well, that's, that's very interesting. Because mm-hmm. you're going to get a none lot of, of none of them have been higher than a four and a half point dog. So this is like the highest. The biggest under, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, Marcus Mariota, obviously this season, 4-0 ATS as a starting quarterback, but. For his career before this year, 26, 35, and 2. Well, ATS. my pick's already renounced. Yeah. I don't know if you got to keep going. You keeping yours, AJ? I'm going to keep mine. How are you, what are you replacing yours with? Uh, well, let's, you know what we can do? Because I want to rapid fire this thing. So I'm taking over the rundown. Let's get this straight. And I'll tell you at the end. I'm, we're going to run them down. I'm going to hear everyone's argument and I'm going to add a pick. Okay. So. We talked that, we talked that, we talked that, we talked that, we talked that. We're at Tennessee, Washington. Please let me do my process. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Tennessee, Washington. <laughs> Tennessee by two and a half. Faz, you, uh, well, you know what we'll do? We'll let Scott start each one of these, but one sentence or two each. Let's do it, baby. Tennessee, Washington. That's next. what I said. <laughs> next game? No, that's what I said. Yeah, no, I mean, do I, do I, have, to, do I have to watch this game? Fez. I made this game two and a half, so I have no opinion whatsoever. Uh-huh. AJ. Wins the most sacked quarterback in the league. Titans defense uh, ranked third per PFF, the pass rush defense. Okay. So I think getting the the ability to get pressure on Wentz takes some pressure off the Titans secondary, which has struggled at times this year. Now, we feel like Tennessee can get pressure, or we feel like Tennessee is a good defense? I feel like Tennessee gets pressure. And what's our number for that? They're third. And that's what oh, I'm that's third what, I'm sorry. Rush. I thought you were yeah. saying that. Boy, they just lost their rush end, too. That's wild, yeah. isn't it? Let's be honest. I've been right on Tennessee. Is I wanted to play him last week. You go, well, it's 3.6, and we need 3.4. My, my exact comment was, <laughs> we can go to the Circa and play plus four for $200,000. And I wish we Do we, we want to take I, we <laughs> And I wish we had. <laughs> yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is Vrabel's a really good coach, and, he, and I think he coaches better when the team's in turmoil. Mm-hmm. Or not in turmoil, under stress. of And, uh, I mean, let's be honest, I think— I, I don't want to make a big deal about this, but I did take the Tennessee quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, in our quarterback draft. Yeah. I, I get him in the last round because I said we're overweighting the one playoff game with a couple of throws. Mm-hmm. He's having a good year. And someone t- I heard this just recently. First and second down where it's like neutral to pass or run 
right? So it's like important times. He is the number one ranked quarterback at a PFF. Is that right? Well, yeah. when I said the Bills had played Ryan Tannehill, they're getting a reprieve with Kenny Pickett. You said Ryan Tannehill. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying Ryan Tannehill is like maybe the 12th best quarterback, but I took him like 24th in the draft, right? What I'm saying is people were like ready to shove him out the door. Yeah. And I'm saying he's, he's the number one seed in the AFC. But I, I don't think Derrick Henry looks. Oh, see, I just I think Derrick Henry's last two games last two look games, like the old Derrick Henry. Good. I think I think he looks good, but he doesn't look like Derrick Henry. Well, he's he only going to keep get, he's only going to keep getting better. I mean, the is theory he? is he's well. Why? Well, listen. Would you start the season bad, and then in game three and four get better unless there was a trend line? We, I mean, we saw that with, with he, he definitely looks slower week one and two, and then we saw that with Burrow yeah. last year too. Yeah. Burrow came back from that knee, he wasn't as good till later in the year. You know, I don't know. I just know that Henry doesn't seem like the prom right now. I agree with that. And other than the Bills game, and let's give the Bills credit, that was a dom. Though the Ooh. score was a little deceiving, it was a dominating performance against Tennessee. Tennessee should have won in Week One. Yeah, I agree. I, I think if the if the Titans don't get blown out by the Bills, our perception of them is so different right now. Remember, they were getting three to ha- what was it, three and a half against the Raiders at home? Yeah. Two and a half. Two, two and, and a half. Two well, two that two was one of my bets, and then yeah. Fez kept me off from the next week. It's always. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, but I give good, you credit. A little discipline's a good thing. Sometimes. I told you last week, I said on the Monday show, I would not have had Seattle. Mm-hmm. You forced me into it. Not really, but <laughs> all right, next game. Now, Scott, I hope you have something on this game. Miami. Nope, oh, done it. No, we did that one. Did we? Okay. Oh, I remember. Fez didn't want to lay three and a half. Okay. Chargers, we did. Detroit, New England. There we go. Detroit, New England. Scott. So I tweeted out. Uh, and that's two weeks of the Scott's season. on air. Yeah. And I retweeted it again last week, and I'm pretty much going to do it every week. The tweet was, no Lions game is ever over, but every Lions game goes over. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens with this team. They are 4-0 to the over this year. They Their offense is scoring at an incredible clip. Like, Jared Goff has this offense working. And, and even without Amon Ross, St. Brown, and... DeAndre Swift last week. They still score 45 points. So I am not I, I think So what's this, your you have an opinion on this? Oh, I think that I think that the Patriots are not capable of playing a high scoring game. But Seattle is. They just I think hit Seattle's it. offense is much better than they the just Patriots. Well, Geno Smith is the third-rated quarterback is, in the league right now. This is somewhat circular logic because we think Seattle's offense is awesome because they just creamed Detroit. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, we know the Lions are capable of giving up a ton of points. Well, those Geno Smith numbers aren't just from the Lions game, yeah. says. Well, but remember, for, when there's three other games and one of them was you didn't touch past half field, or, you know, in the other side of the field, the opponent's side of the field, in the whole second half of the opening game, I think that he started good in that game. After I was very skeptical, he looked horrible, and the whole team did against uh, was it Green Bay or no San Fran? And then I think he's looked really good for two. You know, let's give him credit. Yes. Right? Um, when you add it all up, he's fine. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm saying is the idea that the Patriots, the Patriots are pro. I mean, Mackenzie, let's look at our luck factors. Where's the Patriots at? One second, I'm grabbing that. You know, are we making the Patriots the better team now with Zap or Zappy. Zappy? Bailey Zappy. Thank you. I think so. I mean, the market is. Yeah, the market certainly is. And I got to tell you, I'm struggling with which is, who's the better team, well, you know Detroit maybe, or maybe, Zappy, New England. Maybe with Bailey Zappy, the Patriots, this can be a high-scoring game. Because Bailey Zappi, that's all he did in college was play high-scoring games yeah. and throw the football all, all over the field. Torching Toledo? Bailey Zappi's <laughs> dot last week was 5.5 yards. 
Like it, 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 the lowest. Well, Belichick's got to open him up. The only one lower was Brian Hoyer. But there was no. He got concussed. But there was no game plan for Belly Zappi. Now, if they know he's going to be the starter, was yeah, the game plan tape on him drastically yeah. different for Brian Hoyer? No, I agree. Look, I think I, RJ has the reason why the Patriots might. I might have them yeah. undervalued. I just think the Lions as a dog are always live, and they're always live to lose as well because they play such. You know, so they could win. They could lose. I'm saying <laughs> we we talk about how much they fight under Dan Campbell. I right? agree with that. The ATS I, record speaks for itself. If this doesn't stay at three, I think it's a great teaser. I know high scoring games, you don't want teasers as much, but it strikes me, Fez, that you know against a limited offense, and it is limited. Getting eight and a half is pretty juicy. There's three and a half so all across the board. It's up to three and a half? Yep. Three yeah. minus 115 and then a Jeez. bunch of three and a halfs. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, I was going to make plus three, and then I saw the market leaking up to you know, 3.25, and I was like, well, I'll just bet it plus three well, and a half. Well, let's see what the numbers say. So in the green zone, the Detroit Lions are, excuse me, plus 28 points on offense. So compared to how good they are typically in all plays, they overperformed in the green zone. And late downs, they're up 22 points, third and fourth down. So, McKenzie, where's 28 and 22 rank in the league? 28 is number one for green zone. So the luckiest green zone offense, Detroit. And 22 is third. And the third luckiest. Now we flip over, Fez, and we say the Patriots, when you add it all up, are the third most unlucky team. So... Let me summarize this. I got one very lucky team mm-hmm. against one very unlucky team, mm-hmm. and the market seems well aware of all this mm-hmm. because they're betting on the team that was unlucky. I agree. Now, is it beyond reason to some point? I don't know because the three and a half feels juicy the other way. I'm not taking it. The problem is I don't know how good Zappy is. I, I, really, I just, I, it's a complete guess. I don't have a play on the side. I just think the old yeah. play. Uh, yeah. I don't know. See, I'm always scared when something's obvious. And you're yeah. telling us how much you don't think Zappy's going to be able to, you know, do well, much. I mean, Mac Jones practiced a little bit today. I have no idea what's going on with the Patriots. He wasn't yeah. supposed to he, come back for like four weeks, and now all of a sudden he's well, in the remember conversation. They, remember, they were saying that he was not out for the uh, the Green Bay game. Yeah, that's true. Belichick and then, and then he was saying he he needs like two months, right? The Patriots listed him as Who's, a who limited said two months? Mac Mac Jones was he was saying that his injury. Who was, was he talking? When was he talking? Was I've never quote? seen someone talk about their injury before. Huh? Who was this? Mac Jones talked about how he. Like he was consulting with with a separate doctor about well, his no injury idea. being more I, severe. I thought so we have, if um, that's what he said, then I'm out on him because it's, I'm not saying you don't get your second, but you're whining in the meat. Yeah, I want to see what he this basically. Was. There was a quote that said he was looking for an independent. Well, that's fine to look yeah. for any pen, but the whole thing, it's eight months or, or eight weeks. I don't think it was eight, but it was a longer time. Ian Rappaport reported that Jones, quote, believes he can play and will push to do so. So mm-hmm. what's, uh, what are you talking about, Faz? This was like 10 days ago when the, in- the initial injury happened. It, huh, I don't know. Well, I guess because he was screaming like a, a gutted pig. It, it, I mean, a, listen, I, I'll tell go ahead. That's why I love Herbert. Herbert, broken rib, card, like he's back out there. Mac Jones acted like he got shot in the face. But you're not consistent, though, with (laughs) with your love. Now, let me say this. I know you've blown your knee a few times. Uh I mean, weak knees or whatever you want to call it. Have you ever had a true high ankle sprain? No. Okay. I've hardly had any injuries. I had a high ankle sprain once when I was playing, like, a lot of basketball, so I could jump a little bit. I mean, I was, what, 23 years old? 
I tears were running off down my face and I wasn't crying. It was like, not that I wouldn't, but what I'm saying is it's like, it was almost like your body. It was like, I almost went into shock and it was like six weeks. Wow. I mean, I wasn't getting rehab like a pro, mm -hmm. but it was six weeks before I could walk without a limp. So, you know, I went to the doctor, which I rarely do. And he said, uh, it would have been better if you broke it. Yeah. That's they what said. they wow. say sometimes. I, I, so well, didn't Tua have, didn't Tua have that operation where they, they oh, did they, something where yeah, it's like, I'll right. never get a high echo sprain ever again. Oh man, still they put like the wires in his yeah. ankles. Yeah, but I gotta tell you, I don't think my ankle's still a hundred percent. Actually, <laughs> did you cry? You didn't cry like Mac Jones did, though. I gotta be honest with you, I almost blacked out. It was really painful. Like you know, all right, that's my one athletic story. <laughs> <laughs> Next, <laughs> next game. Um, what do we got here? Philly, Philly, Arizona. Boy, that I do think the uh, the story of that game is the market support fest for for New England. Uh, you know, last thing I'll say, Belichick is the kind of coach if it's against a bad team. Even last year, he killed the bad teams mostly. Well, this is a bad defense. So. Uh, in general, it, there, they must be a flaw. I mean, he. That's got to feel if Seattle puts up forty eight, the Patriots can put up thirty. You know. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Philly, Arizona? Yep. Cardinals 2-9 and nine ATS in their last 11 home games. They've lost seven in a row. Philly favored by 5.5 on the road. Faz, what do you got? You know, I want to bet against Philly because they're 4-0 and oh and rolling, and I know they had the one game that they, they didn't cover, but my, my power ratings don't support it. I make it 5, which is right pretty much where the market is. And couldn't you say last week was a scare? And I mean, now that's strong. What I mean is, I think Philly is is going to be not lax this week because even though they covered, it felt like it was a scare. You Down know, 14. Sirianni in his post game interview, it was interesting. He was saying, you know, I kind of like what happened. He said, we haven't been tested. We've been cruising. You know, he says, Sean Payton said the best thing is to win, but have things to talk about. Yes, and then he said, this shows we got some things we got to clean up. And I'm kind of happy that we got tested into halftime, although they still had the lead at the end of the first half. And, you know, if you do bet this game, I got to tell you, this Philly first half stuff is so strong. I could only look to Arizona, who's a better in the second half anyways, whoa, whoa, whoa. to play the, the second yeah. half. Yeah, so here's the thing, and this is the story, I think, in this game. Philly, number one net margin in the first half. Arizona, the worst Oof. net margin in the first half. I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you a best bet. Philly first quarter. Uh, first quarter, first but remember, quarter. Their, their second quarter is when they've scored most of their points. Arizona's been outscored 31-0 in the first quarter this season. Okay, but what I'm saying is maybe it's the first half because Philly is so much better in the second quarter. What's the, what's the and, first half number? Um, do we have that yet? Probably three and a half. Well, uh, so you're saying the math says three and a half. So it's 3.4. The math uh, says 3.4. What do we got, McKen? Three and a half for the first half, Eagles. So this is exactly First quarter what, is Eagles minus one. Yeah. McKenna, first of all, what is the first quarter split for Philly? What's their margin? Yeah, what's the split? Yeah. They are Remember Philly's got Just a, say one minute. Philly has a minus fourteen first quarter from the game the last week. Well, that was part of the game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, Philly's well, only why at, wouldn't that count? Well, it's just I'm saying when we yeah, we, we, yeah when we put this in, it's not it's one point eight average per game. Minus three and a half net yeah. in the first quarter, plus eighteen in the second quarter. Eagles. Okay, so I gotta be honest. I kind of want to bet the second quarter. <laughs> Eagles minus but, two but, and a half. Second but the quarter. fact that Arizona starts so bad. Yeah, maybe I just maybe I just play. Yeah, the I think it's the best thing. of both worlds. We got Eagles dominate the second. They suck in the first. We bet first half. Yeah, and since this is what I thought would happen, and you agree, well, you thought it more than me. This is one that's going to move though, because people know it. It's just the books aren't the books aren't thinking about it. 
They're letting the the bet shape it up. That's, but if we wait, this thing's going to go that, way up. That, right? that that's true. Although there is some math geeks out there that simply if they if they see a five and a half point dog, and and like oh, in the first half's like four and a half or even four, they'll say oh, I got to bet that just because it's the right thing to do. Um, normally, but not in this case. As far as the first half bet's concerned, three and a half, four is no difference, right? Huge, no, huge difference. Huge difference? Because a touchdown with the, in 14, the field goal the other way. 7-3. Oh, because you cover the four, 7-3, yeah. No one you goes for, you cover and, the three and, and no one goes for the two-point conversion correct, in the first correct, half. Correct, so the four, correct. the four, like, is way huger in the first half. It's almost as, as important as the three. It's it's unbelievable. I when I looked at the stats. So jumping on ago. Eagles first half now three and a half. Yes. So Fez, what you're saying? Is, let's think about what you're saying. You're saying if the math of it says three and a half, which is what you said. Yes. And then if some force or factor bets it up, that that movement upward is going to be depressed by the default betting of the algorithm types that are saying, hey, if this gets to here, it's a or it's an overlay, and we're going to bet it. Exactly. Okay, but that doesn't change. If we got the best number now, it's not ever the only thing we're it's going to do. Gonna, it's, what is that? It, as good as it gets, as Nicholson says. And it's going to be a depression where you're saying the friction to go higher might be there once it reaches four and a half. But there's no but friction. But there'll be no support at three and a half for the dog here. So, I mean, yeah. let's think about this. It feels tangible. That air, I, the funny thing is, I would make the case Arizona, Mackenzie, check Arizona last year and check Philly last year because I don't like four games on this. But if Arizona was bad last year in the first quarter, yeah. I think that's going to. F- I don't think Philly really matters. Arizona is what I want to see. Well, but if Philly started, fa- I mean, I know they're playing better this year, but the, well, maybe just start after the Detroit game because remember they were a very different team yeah. than they started yeah, with that, Detroit that, that's last what I was year. Saying like the last, the last half. Of yeah, there. Mackenzie, just look at Philly from Detroit. On, I mean, this is what the super sheet's for, right? Of course, the super sheet is made for this. I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay, so let's do it systemically here, or systematically, we'll say. Number one, how did Philly this year? And let's go over this again. In the first half is? Plus 15 per game. They're winning by 15 points a game. (laughs) It's pretty good. Okay. Now, we know they're worse in the second half. The question is, are they taking off the foot off the gas? We think it is. Okay. But Arizona, and Scott, you had some insight into this. Tell us about their first half um, troubles. Well, their first half. Oh, go ahead. You can. First half, they are scoring 16 points, opponents 66 all right, so that's not good, and especially in the first quarter. In the first quarter, they, this season, they're outscored thirty-one nothing. Okay, and if you look at the entire first half, Mackenzie, what are you saying? I had last year's Cardinals. First okay, half, so let's get let's go that first. Last year's Cardinals, even in the first half, for a playoff team plus three per game in the second half. So clearly, they start slow. And this year, they're a minus fifty in the first half. You know something? Do me a favor. Look at the um, Cardinals' first quarter last year, because if it's if it's a script thing where they're not good against the script, but they mm. they don't have a good script, that that would be maybe what's carrying this. And I like if we can get Arizona bad in the first quarter and Philly good in the second. That's a good comment. And we'll get a number that's almost probably what? We probably have a slight positive EV just because of the number. Exactly. So we've got a five point favorite and. It's counterintuitive. You don't divide by two by any means. Should be a three and a half point favorite for the first half. And we're laying three. And there's minus three, minus 15 out there. And you would think that that half point's worth more than for a game, right? On a three, it's the same 20 cents. 
But with less scoring, is it doesn't it stay on uniform? Like, yeah, yes. It, it with less scoring, every number like a seven becomes yeah. so much more valuable. Well, why wouldn't three? Because there's no overtime in the first half, and there is. Uh, okay, game. okay, okay. That makes sense. Fez knows his stuff with this stuff mm. for sure. Uh, you got that, McKenzie? Yeah, Cardinals were plus two per game in the first quarter. Oh, but then they must have been well minus minus four? two per game in the second quarter. Oh, minus quarter. two. Yeah. Okay. So even for a playoff team. Yeah, I, I, nothing contradicts it. Yeah. Now let's talk about. So what we a dime for that, right? Yeah, you got minus three, minus fifteen. We're splitting two dimes, dime each. And ten percent for his manager. <laughs> now, what's what's that, that from? from? Fresh Prince. Oh, now that's a that's a pool there. Jeez. You want to bet one or two, Ray? <laughs> All right. Anything else in this game? I think we got a, we got a bet off of it. We got a bet. Yeah. Okay. Last you know, game. I'm going to give a little bet after the last game. Go ahead and announce it. Uh, Bengals-Ravens. Ravens minus three hosting the Bengals. Boy, this is interesting to me. The thought was Joe Burrow had the appendectomy, whatever. He had his appendix out. And then I'm thinking, okay, he gets better. He gets better. But the O-line is supposed to get better and get better. But remember, it's a, it's kind of a, what would you call it? A, not a faulty, it's a, not fraudulent. Let's just say it was a somewhat deceiving final against Miami. Very deceiving. Short rest, 90 snaps. Should have won by three. All right. So then people tell me, I didn't watch the game. You look at that Jets game deeper. They weren't as good as the score. In they that were game. not. So now what do we have? What have they been good? Pittsburgh looks worse than we thought even after week one. Where's the impressive part of Cincinnati? Maybe the Dallas loss doesn't look as bad, but it's still a bad loss. The Bengals are two and two despite facing Mitch Trubisky, Cooper Rush, Joe Flacco, and Teddy Bridgewater. Now that's a good statement. Now that now they see Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So now what we will can't say is Baltimore used to last year with Wink Martindale used to blitz like crazy, and Burrow's a, a master against the blitz. He processes so fast. Mm-hmm. Now, the new uh, defensive coordinator doesn't blitz as much. Baltimore got beat bad. And remember, Burrow threw that long pass for, what, is it 525 yards or so? Where it was like a 60-yarder when the game was out of reach just to stick it in their face. Mm. That's the kind of stuff a hardball doesn't forget. Mm. How do we feel about Zach Taylor coaching the team on extended rest? He does come from the McVay camp. Is there something there? No, I think any situation is negative to Zach Taylor. Short rest, mm-hmm. middle rest. He, I just don't think he's a good coach. I think his DC is really good. Yeah, and that's good, especially second half. That's what I'm saying. Is they people know more than me about the X's and O's. Say his adjustments are brilliant. Yes. So maybe they don't need him. You know, Zach. He's a figurehead. I don't know. You know, in Baltimore's history of blowing leads and the like. Maybe this is another case where if you like Baltimore, play first half. If you like uh, Bengals, maybe play them but, at halftime. But I think them being attentive to blowing lead. Remember, they were known not to ever blow leads Yeah. when they used to run and run and run. My gut feeling is because this is a, a, a division game, if they get, like, if it's in game betting and there's a certain point where, let's say, Baltimore's winning big and it's even the rest of the game, mm-hmm. I'd actually be inclined to want Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to want to run it up if they have a chance in game. Yeah. Bengals have played nine straight unders. Uh, now, that's interesting. I've heard so, people say, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Just because if you asked a person on the street, Bengals over or under mm-hmm. team, they'd say, oh, well, that's probably why we're seeing unders because the totals yeah. are so high in Bengal games. Someone said that the, since he ha- they had them ranked as the best offense, or I'm sorry, the best defense in the entire NFL. Really? What, what is PF? Oh, let's look at, or what does uh, Football Outsiders have? I'll look at the EPA. So EPA-wise, 
Let's see here. Seventh total DVOA defense. Okay, which is better than you would have thought, right? It is better than what. But again, like I said, look who they've played against. Uh huh. That's a good point. That's a good. That's one thing EPA doesn't account for is strength of schedule. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't want this game because I I think Baltimore's overrated. I also think it's hard to think that they're not tired. They had that Miami game. Uh, let's look at. I mean, let's look. Yeah, that's a, that's a real good Bills. point. So two straight. You know, the New England game was. Um, you know, it's Maybe still it was a tough game. Yeah. So they've got. They a, were lucky to cover that game. They've got a. They got a string of, of of tough games, and here Cincinnati gets to come in with you know ten days of rest. Do we give Do we give the Ravens some credit for holding Buffalo to twenty three points? It was weather. There's a lot of weather in that game. A lot of weather total dropped from 55 down to 51. It was rain the whole game. Still, though, if it's 51, they did hold them pretty well. So Baltimore played the Jets. Buffalo did. Sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. Buffalo did end the game on the one-yard line. I don't know if you saw this. This is is masterful coaching. Yeah, Yeah, they didn't score and give them a— But they needed to get the first down. The first down was like at the two-thirds yard line, and they just—quarterback sneaked it. They they ran to the one, and then they snuck it to the half-yard line. It was— Masterful, mm-hmm. but let's be candid. In-game coaching, uh, the Bills have a lot of, uh, let's say, a debt to pay. Yeah, they might want to work <laughs> with the, the, kick, the kickoff yeah. team. Yeah. So after the Jets, it was Miami, in which they gave up a historic lead. Baltimore, then New England on the road, and then a war against Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, that's three tough games in a row. Yep. Now, now you're going to be going what you're home, right? They're home against Cincy. So is that right? Yeah. Yeah. In six starts against Cincinnati, Lamar's 5-1 and one, and his average is just under 80 rushing yards per game. That's a big number. So he's rushing for 80 yards a game. Against Cincinnati. It's funny because against the Steelers, one of the things people speculate is because they see him twice a year that they've, they've cracked the code. You would think Cincinnati would too. Yeah. Like in division, Lamar's going to be tougher. That's a good point. All right, boys, good show. I was going to give my best back. Let me think. I want to give it now, or do I want to wait? I'm going to give it now real quick, all right? Because I, I think this number might move. And yeah, let's do this. We haven't, ta- we haven't heard from our girl for a while. Uh, here we go. You know, sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder, AJ. Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Now, first thing I got to say is the odds of this bet winning are not good. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time, you're going to lose this bet. But we're getting 80 to 1 on it. 80 to 1. And that is the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl. Now, Fez, even if they make the playoffs, I can start hedging out and win, right? Not necess- eighty to one. Not necessarily. It's close. It well, depends remember, on the path. Well, but remember, if 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 Watson's playing well mm. up to his level, and the Browns are as good as they seem otherwise, I mean, how much better are? I mean, let's be candid. What's the what's the up? I mean, Brissett's played well. It's still got to be what a five point upgrade. One second. I mean, I think five's the minimum it could be. I got Watson a two and a half. And oh, but Watson, what am I doing? What am I doing, RJ? But uh, just how's this? I'll take care of the Watson grade. Tell me your Brissette grade. Brissette's a minus two and a half. Okay. So, but for the team, what is Cleveland? Five, five point upgrade. So that's what I thought. So, yep. okay. So, what I'm saying is, what the t- what's the team ranked with Cle- Cleveland's ranked without 
than Washington. A Cardinals. minus one, they become so a plus, plus four. four. So that means that they're going to be what? Maybe a six-point dog on the road at Buffalo, at Kansas City. Yeah, probably six, six, seven. Yeah, not seven. I mean, let's. I mean, what is what is Kansas City and Buffalo going to be? They're not going to be nine. I mean, uh, are they? Maybe if Buffalo keeps or plays like they did the first yeah. two weeks. But in general, your average top seed in a conference. All right, so, okay, yeah, I like this. So call it six, so the chance that Cleveland wins that game is about yeah, 28%. Yeah, so if I'm getting 80 to one. Yes, you're right. You'll earn. Yeah. yeah, you could earn if you wanted to by just playing back. You're right. So in a weird way, it's almost like this is a bet about them making the playoffs. Yes. And like, what have we seen? It's one of the best coaching staffs. And front offices. Now, we can question the ethics and all that, but I'm not going to worry about that. My, my, my only concern is that the NFL, the one team they did absolutely give the cupcake schedule the first four weeks, I think they knew Watson was going to be out, so they gave Cleveland all of their easy games, or almost all of them, in the first four weeks. Well, I mean, What they perceived to be is now things changed a little. Atlanta became a, a decent team. Yeah, I just think that, in general, wouldn't you agree the Browns have played better than you expected them to? Hmm. I mean, they look, they look, I mean, they're running the ball great. The only thing that. Now the same, same. The same? The same. Carolina. But but what I'm saying is running the ball with a bad quarterback is harder. Right? When everyone knows. They did it last year. But, 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 I mean, I, I get the jokes, but what I'm saying is Baker wasn't perceived to be that bad until late in the year, and thus it's harder to run with a guy where the team comes in saying yeah, we're going to stop the run. Yeah, game planning to stop yeah, the Yeah, I don't think it was so much. I mean, Baker the year before had a really good year. I think the Carolina Jets and, Pitt and, and Atlanta games were all it, – it, no upgrade at all, certainly, but then the Pittsburgh game was, was rather impressive. So maybe I, I would make better. the case of Carolina game with that being such a uh, – a focus of that Carolina team? I don't know. I, I, let's just say this: eighty to one feels eighty to one is kind of juicy. hard to. Yeah, it feels juicy because especially with the, I, they could have a, 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 one of the best rosters with a top five quarterback. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that, I mean, at eighty to like, one. Looks a lot like San Francisco um, with. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, their roster does as far as, you know, compared to the league. Oh, this is interesting. Browns to make the playoffs. McKenzie puts up minus 225 to the no, plus 175 for the yes. That's interesting. That goes back to what you say. If they make the playoffs, we're going to earn big Yeah, time. I yeah. think so. And, and I agree. The numbers are And I think there might – I wouldn't hedge out totally either. I think they could really do some and damage. And this is the worst case them having to go through Buffalo and Kansas City. Hell, they could still get the number one seed. It's still early. Yeah. Things, or I mean, or they might unlikely. have to play each other, right? It's unlikely, yeah, but – I think Kansas City could lose four games, five games. I don't think oh, Kansas City's going to have some monster year. So I think Buffalo gets the number one seed probably. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a chance that it won't be Cleveland the number two, but there's a chance they could be on different sides of the bracket. And Buffalo and Kansas City meet in the division round. That's very That's what they did last year, mm-hmm. right? Someone's going to get to play the AFC South winner in the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> Tennessee. Oh, Jacksonville. Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, who's favored in that division now? Uh, I'm sure Tennessee is... Uh, I they're didn't horrible, know. you said. Yeah, they're horrible, and I'm sure they're like plus 150 now, I'm guessing. And Here's the last thing I'll say. Cle- oh, by the way, Cleveland Browns. Boy, McKenzie's on point today. Cleveland Browns, the third best team in football based on scores only. Adjusted scores from uh, Cole. Uh, Is that right? Yeah, okay. Buffalo, Philly, Cleveland. And then Cincinnati and KC. Looks like that stat's pretty accurate when you look at that. I mean, the other ones look pretty good. Cincy, yeah. you got to wonder about. But that's interesting. McKenzie, that's what I was going to ask. Well, he even know. Oh, this is the division. Okay. So Jags are the favorite. You're wow. kidding me. Wow. Oh. No, that's not right. What do you mean? Yeah. He's got it right there. Yeah. That's I see Jags plus Wait. 160, Titans plus 200. Yeah. Colts plus 200. And this is what he's got. 
Really? I tell you this, I like the Titans there. Really? I'm getting two to one on the Titans pretty much. I'm looking it up. <laughs> two to one is available. Yes, two uh, to one on the Titans. Who's got two to one? DraftKings. All right. Wow. You're going down, DraftKings. All right. <laughs> one last question, Mackenzie. Give me the teams. Pop up the Super Bowl odds. Because the teams around Cleveland, odds-wise, tell you how good of a bet this is. All right. So here's the teams around 80 to one. Okay. We've got, thank you. We've got the Saints at 78. Make the how's this sound? Make it a little bigger. A little bigger. Okay, perfect. All right. We got the Saints at 78 to 1. We got the Giants at 100 to 1. Whoop whoop. Now think about this. The Giants <laughs> and the Browns are pretty much the same odds. Is that San Francisco Giants? <laughs> and then if you look at who's above, real quick, right above them, the Cardinals are 68 to 1. They got eliminated from the playoffs already. <laughs> the, and the Raiders, the Jags, the Titans. I think Cleveland has a better chance than all of them. Maybe Jacksonville. No, no, no. no. Just because Watson comes they're back. favored to win the division. <laughs> what do you mean if he comes back? He's I'm coming. saying, yeah, if he comes so back. So do you like Tennessee the now? People are playing. I do. I don't understand this. Why? Why is? Because people's gotten excited about Jack. You hit, bought into it. We've hit the t- we've don't hit, believe yeah. the hype. We've you hit took the, the Jags this week. Yeah, we've saying. hit the get out the. What, what is the thing called? The, the, uh, uh, the chainsaw. The timber moment has hit. <laughs> you know that timber moment happened with Philly like crazy, did it? Yes, that Jacksonville has just cut down the AFC South three. Remember, two weeks before the season, it was like Philly might be able to be competitive with Dallas. That was the question. <laughs> All right, good show, guys. What are, you, uh, what are you replacing Atlanta with? Oh, I don't know. I just gave him a bet. Oh, you're right. We got to do it for the contest. Why don't you put Cleveland in there? Yeah. All right. You know what I'm going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. In the intro we're going to do, I'm just going to tell them the team and not even say what it's about. Say, at the end of the pod, you're going to need to know this team. <laughs> Ready? Ready. Fez, take us out. Don't wait, wait, Real quick. When you scream, go away from the mic. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Let's be careful out there. Now, that was high energy. You need a nap. Keep listening. These shows have been really good, guys, especially SOVAM. Well, not especially. It's <laughs> equally good, but not even that. It's almost as good, but it's good. Listen, and listen to what me and Fez are doing. Bye. Bye.